Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 149 of the No Podcast. We're almost halfway to 300, the magic number 300. Um, tonight, actually, we're going to lead off with a new Switch model rumor. Sussar's going to fill us in on that, I think. Uh, after that, we have your first day to play for 2021. New Pokemon games have been revealed. Brant snuck that one in. New Dragon Age pivots to single player from... It's kind of weird. Update your Wii U. That's all that's in that one. Take the battle to the Xenomorph as a fire team. Japan Studio restructures. Epic Games is buying the Fall Guys. Which costume, though? We'll find out later. March Xbox games with gold. And your March PlayStation Plus titles are now available. And we'll compare one great list and one garbage list. I'm Richard Bergman, joined tonight by Brant McKee himself. Great to be here, sir. I didn't even get get to do much of the news. You did all that yourself. You did. I did. I did some of the news. I had some downtime uh, at some point, a little um, uh, insomnia, as it were, and slapped some news together, and you finished it off for us. And, of course, also here is Cesar Concepcion II. I'm present and counted for. Mostly. Behind the curtain. Uh, do not pay attention to the man behind the curtain. Cesar, lead us off. You have brought us... Breaking news, uh, breaking rumor news, as it were, but still being reported by major outlets. Sir, tell us about that Switch um, model that you have been begging for since four years ago when the Switch first came out, since somehow it's been four years. Yeah, I think this is a Clarity uh, article that I just leaked out from Takashi uh, Muchizuki and uh, Sohi Kim. Uh, it looks like all they have com- is confirmation that Samsung is making an OLED display 7-inch uh, screen. And it looks like the the requester is f- for Nintendo. Um, that's mm. really the only news they have on there. Uh, they did go into uh, deeper um, detail about the OLED panel will consume less battery and offer a higher contrast and possibly faster response time. And then they said uh, from, I guess, sources they heard close from the people who leaked the OLED panels that the, the latest model of the Switch will come with a 4K ultra high definition graphics when paired with the TVs, they said. Uh, that could intensify a long-standing complaint of developers who have struggled with the difference in resolution between handheld and TV modes and now face a bigger gap between the two. Nice. Uh, Kotaku's I'll, picked this up, too, eight minutes ago. Yes. Yep, so, I mean, this is a 7-inch screen, which is bigger than the 6.2-inch of the original Switch, and which is bigger than the 5.5 of the light. Uh, that's all they got going on. They said the panels won't actually be in manuf- um, manufacturing until June. So I, I'm assuming by that time standard, unless something changes, it's probably this would be a holiday thing. So, so 720p on this on the handheld, right? Yeah. But the the yes. OLED's gonna make it look nicer. The big bump is gonna be in the dock, right? So I wonder yes. wonder if the guts of the switch are gonna change any, or if we're gonna be able to get maybe this enhanced dock and plop our existing consoles down on it. What do you guys think? I think what was rumored previously was that the uh, it was both the console had an upgraded chipset and then the dock had something to boost it. It's something that uh, they work in cohesively together. So maybe not compatible. I would think not. It would be similar to like doing a light and trying to dock it into a regular switch. Right. Yeah. It's, I'm or sure there's going to be something there up. to stop it from happening. So. All right, you heard it here first on the No Podcast breaking news, and this story will be two year, two years, two days old by the time <laughs> gets posted. Two years, they already have it in our hands. Well done. And and fun fun Maybe. fact, fun fact, I believe today the switch is four years old now. Yep, March third, so, twenty seventeen. I mean, four years 
a lots uh, a lot of new technology out there. That's true. And it was a little behind, wasn't it? Like an underspect Nvidia Shield when it came out, it was already a little behind. Yeah. Something you could already kind of get just without the you know the proprietary Nintendo spin. Man, I can't believe it's been four years. Doesn't feel like it. No. Good ass console. Hey, in four years, remember the 360 had replaced the Xbox within the four years. So yeah. You had a total new generation shift in that point. Yeah, this this, this will help out with uh, this should help out with the um, the transition to to the current gen consoles we got going on right now. So. Yeah, since it was already kind of a mid step, it kind of completes that mid step. And should Nintendo help. games are still going to look good, so... Yeah, it should help with the... You know, they're big on the indie crowd right now with the Switch, so that should help um, that crowd keep up. Uh, I don't know how it'll help third-party developers. I'm sure they'll develop something more powerful, but I'm sure that... I mean, the big the big win will be for um, indie, co- indie groups. That way they don't have to sit there and tinker with two different versions of uh, software and probably stretch their uh, resources out then. I mean, I imagine there's a lot of people out there playing the Switch. They would probably still do two different versions, but it should make it easier for the developers, in my my opinion, at least. So, I could see this also opening a door for like a maybe a Madden or a FIFA or something that may have been more hesitant to release. You know, we've been getting uh, iterations of FIFA. We Have we ever gotten a Madden on Switch? There's no, no. Maddens on mm-hmm. Switch, right? Yeah, only, yeah. Uh, only FIFA and NBA 2K. And the FIFAs have just been like legacy editions. So they've been modified versions of like 2018 or whatever it was, the last one they gave up on. So maybe we get like full versions of these. I'm actually, it's kind of a side note. I saw 2K21s coming out on Game Pass. I actually want to try that and see what it looks <laughs> like. Uh, I might check that one out. It's it's it, one of those like I've wanted to try it out from afar type things, but I don't want to spend the 30, 40 bucks or whatever it is just to try it. So I'm pretty they, interested to see. They still never clarified whether or not we get the next gen version or not right i didn't see that so it was madden it madden, was NBA madden i know 2K. we get both versions madden you get both from the, what they said that's why people were assuming the nba 2k we were getting both but i think uh-huh. when you search the nba 2k in the store it only listed the uh previous generation version gotcha and uh star wars squadrons was in there too which i know a lot of people were clamoring for and that'll open up that player base also that wasn't a news, so that's good. We covered that. All right, we had your first. Uh, let's jump straight into it. You, we had your first uh, PlayStation State of Play. Uh, what's everybody's hot take? What do we think? Um, it was all right. It, I love yeah. everything. I'm, I'm the worst person to ask. <laughs> I was. Like, oh, I mean, it was, was great. <laughs> to me, it was. It was slightly underwhelming. Uh, it was. It was a lot of things we've already seen. They just kind of reiterating or showing a little bit more which i, I gotta um, give it to them at least they clarified that it was only gonna be updates mostly on what yeah. was done in the last state of play they, they got out ahead and said that yeah. yeah they did say they were you know it was mostly updates um but uh and i know we'll we'll get into the substance of the show um i mean to kind of open up with crash bandicoot 4 was a little odd considering that trailer had dropped a couple weeks ago was. And they and they talked about that, so I th- I thought that was a little a little odd. They did um, hone in on the PS5 like specific things about it though, which yeah, being but, a state of play, that's going to be their spin. So that's yeah, it's good. But I mean, I wasn't like, gosh, you know, of course, a lot of people on the internet they'll take it and run, pour salt all over it. Well, I mean, but to I add one to of what, them. To add what you said, I mean, I wasn't expecting much from it. And 
I got exactly what I was looking for. So <laughs> pretty much, yeah. I, and even their little surprise <laughs> at the end, I figured was was going to happen. So I did so, like uh, the little surprise at the end, and I'm sure. Well, we'll go ahead and and get into it. Oh, uh, there's not much leading up to that. Are we all going to agree the surprise is the highlight? Um, pretty yeah. much. Okay, I mean, outside, they, they did. Outside. They did. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they did show off a little bit more of Returnal, which still looks freaking amazing. I'm ready to Returnal play this game. Does look good. They should actually show some gameplay this time where you yeah. can see where yeah. the, some looked, of the aspects on there. It looks trippy because, I mean, that, that part where it's, you know, you're, it, you're running through the shooting and then you, like, go into that house and it turns in, it almost turns into, like, Resident Evil or, like, uh, reminded me a lot of PT. And it just it, it reminded a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, it, it's if it, that game looks like it's going to be a head trip and going to be awesome. Um, they I showed off. The, it looked next gen and like yeah. seeing all the particle effects and everything. I was like, ooh, this this couldn't have been done on PS4. This looks sharp. And then what was the other the, the other like new one was um, uh, Sifu. Sifu. Yeah, that looked the, interesting, right? Like the aging mechanic. Like mm-hmm. he got older every time he died. It seemed like. So and, and that that game's come in 2021 completely, you know, based around kung fu and uh, has a unique story. They went in uh, again, talked about that game that was talked about in the Nintendo Direct, uh, the Knockout City game, that the dodgeball. Good to me. It looked I looked more interesting than I thought previously. It's like a it's like a Splatoon uh, dodgeball almost, you know. Yeah, you're not painting the ground though, or <laughs> or a squid. And I know that they did say they had, gosh, not like a closed beta, but it was you could sign up to participate in in some form of a beta. Yeah. Um, uh, Ultra Void, which I know uh, was a Solar Ash gameplay. Uh, we had seen that game, I want to say last year. Um, and they I didn't just. Get- I didn't get a lot from this one personally. I, it seems like that hyperlight drifter slash pathless yeah. slash. Uh, it looked like an indie game catchphrase. Uh, it, it may be amazing. I know people yeah. are working hard on it, but nothing about it spoke to me specifically. Uh, then they showed off uh, a franchise I thought was pretty much dead in the water. Five Nights at Freddy's I, uh, Security Breach. Somehow. I, I guess so. I remember playing a couple of the earlier games. And I mean, they're just kind of jump scare simulators, but I mean, this one looks uh, completely different from the regular gameplay of the the first. What was it? Five, four, that's, or five? That's marketed at a younger audience. Am, I think so. Am I right? Okay. Um, they showed more of uh, Odd World, uh, Soulstorm, which looked awesome, and more importantly. <laughs> It's coming to PS4 and PS5 on April 6th. As a PlayStation Plus title. And that's, yeah, mm-hmm. PlayStation Plus. God, yes. Uh, we played, the missus and I, I know this, like, I, I don't talk about this game a whole lot. When that new and tasty came out for PS4, it seemed like it was one of the first, like, PlayStation Plus PS4 titles we got. We played the shit out of it. She loved it. Follow me. And trying to get, like, all the Mudokons and everything. <laughs> trying to get them all to follow you and make it to the end and some of the puzzles just had a stump for days until we cracked it and that was a good ass game uh they did show a little bit more of uh of death loop which i'm still like kind of on the fence about this game file this under uninterested for uh, me. and then they they did show um more of uh kenna bridge of spirits which 
I'm 100% in on that game. That game looks amazing. Got a release date, too, and also hoping for a physical copy announcement before too long. Yeah. Yes, some and, time. And then the, the, really the, the big thing of the show was Final Fantasy VII Remake uh, Integrade. 2.8. Uh, arriving on PS5 June 10th, 2021, and it will have a f- uh, free upgrade path for those who've bought the physical and digital versions of of the game on PS4. Here, so here, no, this one. here uh, no forecast. We call this the uh, path of victory. Cesar called this one. <laughs> he said, I mentioned it. I either I mentioned it or he mentioned it a couple weeks ago. And Cesar literally said that PS5 patch is coming. Just wait. Yep. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. Because I was going to play it again, but I was like, I'll wait for the PS5 one. I knew it was coming. So looks like long... substantial upgrades, too. Oh, yeah. And along yeah, with that, they showed uh, Yuffie's coming to the game in DLC. So, which was cool because at the you, you guys haven't played it, but at the end of the game, I you see Yuffie in Midgar, or what you thought was Yuffie, and I guess that confirms it. So, because gotcha. I it's one of the moments you have towards the end of the game that you just interact with her, and I was like, that mm-hmm. looks like her. Like I think I know who this character is the material thief. So uh, it looks like uh, at this point it's when Claw has gone missing. So it looks like this uh, two chapters with Yuffie where they're trying to steal the ultimate material from Shinra takes place in the middle of the game. So That'll be cool. And as Brent mentioned, this is a free upgrade for it. Do you get it off of the digital one? If you get this free PlayStation Plus, I didn't think so. Well, this we, only we'll talk about disc, that. Right? Yeah, we'll talk okay. about that later. But they've already right. they already announced with that announcement that uh, the the version we're getting for PlayStation Plus, there's no there's no free upgrade. It's not eligible. Yeah. Okay. And I just did that with Borderlands, so I'll, I'll have a little bit more to touch on with that because that was the first time I bought the upgrade. That was kind of weird. <laughs> so yeah, you, you, I mean, it doesn't come with the Ufi DLC if you do the uh, Path to Victory. You have to purchase that separately, <laughs> and it's uh, like twenty nine dollars. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, I think it's twenty nine dollars separately. So. Or you can pay sixty nine for the retail disc version, which includes the DLC code, which is pointless, but whatever. For the PTD. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. even on the disc. How does that happen? And a little sidebar afterward, um, Square came out and announced a couple more Final Fantasy games. Uh, two more, to be exact. Um, but why weren't they it? in the state of play? Brand oh, because because they wanted to they wanted to showcase them because they're so special. You have uh, Final Fantasy First Soldier, which is a battle royale <laughs> game. Yeah, uh, which is what Whoa. everyone was clamoring for battle royale and <laughs> Final Fantasy. Uh, and then also they did announce this. It looked pretty damn amazing. Was the um, Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis, which will encompass the entire storyline, including Crisis Core, uh, Dirge of Cerberus, and, like all the, every all storyline just crammed together. But the reason they uh, kind of left them out of the state of play is because they are coming to Android and iOS, which mobile games definitely a good bit of a good bit of a letdown. Um, but hopefully that Ever Crisis will get ported to other platforms a little later. I'm sure we will, like they did with uh, uh, 15. Mm-hmm. Uh, with their Is pocket that, edition. That's right, a pocket edition. Because yeah. that Is was that, a cell phone exclusive, yeah. Yeah. 
And that looks like the definitive way to have all that in one package. But let's 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 talk about the real news where they're retconning a dirty service in this Final <laughs> Fantasy thing. We're just taking all the best parts and putting it in there where we just we just got a villain yeah. just popping up in there. In the Final Fantasy cinematic universe, they're yeah. they're taking out Dirge of Service. Like, we're not gonna redo anything Dirge of Service, we're just gonna take this one villain out. I'm assuming they're gonna take out his uh his two friends as well from that game and throw them in there as well. So we have to stream it now. We have to keep keep it alive, just like Vincent. All right, uh, next up in news, Brant, thank you for adding this. I had forgotten all about it. Uh, there was a Pokemon Presents show. Uh, the big news coming from that, they well, they started off with a new Pokemon Snap um, imagery and videos. This article comes from IGN and Adam Bankhurst at IGN. I don't think I've ever heard that name before. Uh, the big news, I think, or the second biggest news, is Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl will be releasing in late 2021. And these are remakes of the DS's Pokemon Diamond and Pearl from 2006. Uh, trivia, Brant, in uh, my first interview at our current place of employment, I was asked by someone about these two new DS releases. So this came, uh, this was a flashback moment for me. Like, wow, okay, we got remasters now, and I've I've been at this one place long enough. I was asked about the new versions when I was hired. So some interesting Bergman trivia there. Uh, they're chibi looking. They look great to me. I, there's some sort of internet outcry about how the people look, but I think they look really fucking good. What do you we, guys think? We come to that point where we're full circle, where Pokemon's included in all the hate now. There's so many Pokemon yeah. fans that somebody's yep. not going to be happy. It's like any anything else is popular now and and media. So it is what it's it another is. Another fan base like that. Who else would you compare to the fan base of Pokemon? I, I got one in mind. It's still hey. Nintendo. A lot of a lot of fan bases have them. There's there's always that section of the fan base that. To me, game wise or just in general, pop. To me, Smash pop Brothers culture. fans are. <laughs> Smash similar. Brothers. I mean, we got what we got. Star Wars fans. Um, yeah. That's another one uh, that just recently became when they started doing the new movies. Uh, yeah. Uh, what else we got? Smash <laughs> Brothers. Did you grow because of the fandom or the movies? There's there's fandom everywhere, and a lot of the fandom is. Uh, some of the fandom is wholesome, and then uh, the majority of the, the the loudest people in most of most of the fandoms are are just trash people. Yep. They really are. Yep. They cry about the the dumbest things, and they make the biggest deals out of nothing. It's just some people just want to be unhappy. That's all it is. I mean, no matter whatever news gets reported somewhere, there's always somebody who's gonna say something negative. Unfortunately, it just is what it right. is. So these look good to both of you guys. These yeah, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, I don't see anything wrong with it. It looks faithful to the original. I don't know what they expected. A full-on remake. I think that studio that's handling is the one that handled uh, Pokemon Home. Uh looks like the yep. main uh, Game Freak Studios doing that one you're about to announce in a minute here. Um, as their main announce game. it here live. Yeah. So. Anyways, uh, I mean, we're all about, you know, game preservation and things like that. And this is a legit remake. This isn't just a port of something. And those DS games are still pretty expensive, if I remember right. So, mm-hmm. hey, here's a way to play it on a new platform that potentially is getting a new model by the end of the year. <laughs> so there will be even more of those out there. And uh, this will sell like, uh, you know, mad, obviously. Yeah, it's just funny because, you know, everybody was asking for these Pokemon to be added. And now that they're being added, and people are still not happy. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the one Cesar was mentioning taking place in Pokemon Diamond and Pearl's same Sinnoh region's feudal past. Pokemon Legends. Breath of the Wild. Well Looks done, like Brent. 
I was hoping for a pronunciation of that. Instead, you gave us Arce- Arceus. Arceus. Legends. Uh, Pokemon. Pokemon Legends. Legends Arceus, Arceus is an open world take on Pokemon. Uh, from IGN, set to be released in early 2022, Pokemon Legends Arceus features a game world that is reminiscent of The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, with Pokemon appearing all over. This is more in line with the Pokemon that I think we all envisioned playing. For me, at the time, it was on the GameCube. I was like, man, if we could get this on the GameCube, it'd be sweet. But this seems like that that realization of that type of game. And as Brand alluded to, they even went to went in with it on with the Breath of the Wild comparisons, like that opening trailer. It had the same like over the shoulder <laughs> panning over into the, yeah. <laughs> like uh, they totally went for it on that. But that that game looks incredible. It looks really yeah. really good. Yeah, they said oh. it was early 2022 for that yes. one, which I mm-hmm. got a feeling I probably and get pushed back in the holidays probably. But I could uh, be wrong. Says they'll be creating, players will be creating Sinnoh's first Pokedex and features Rowlet, Cyndaquil, and Oshawott as starter Pokemon. Were those the starters in that generation? I don't remember. They were not. Um, okay. They All of those come from different regions. Um, they explained that a certain professor, so I'm guessing it's it's going to be a surprise that just some professor Probably a comes. tree name. Yeah. Plum. Uh, and, you know, says I've got... Trap. I've got one of these. <laughs> I've got one of Professor these. Professor Venus Flytrap? <laughs> Venus Flytrap. He's the most popular one. That's a plant. It's not even a tree. Yeah, that's why they're breaking new ground in this one, man. Oh, gosh. That's where you start at in feudal Japan. Yeah. Uh, I could have won the spider lilies, but I won Venus Flytrap. <laughs> the most aggressive of all. Oh. <laughs> the, um... But they, they, they said that the professor comes from a different, or just said it's a surprise professor that's gathered these three Pokemon from different regions and that you pick one of them and start your adventure. Professor uh, <laughs> <laughs> First name but is. This, uh, this reminds me a lot of in the, the newer game, Sword and Shield, there was this um, area called the Wild Area. And it was this giant open world area and you could walk through and encounter these random uh, wild Pokemon running around. Sounds like the Safari Zone from the first Red and Blue. Kind of, but it more like a just a big open open concept. And I think they kind of built around that. And also people have already been, again, talking about uh, the, the Pokedex and because you're building... Um, Sinnoh's first Pokedex, and that's probably going to mean that only Pokemon from the Sinnoh region are going to appear. So, of course, you know, with... I I think Game Freak wanted to center on a specific region to keep it small, to keep it narrow, and hopefully get away from what they had last time where people were crying about which ones were and weren't (laughs) going to be in the game. But with over 700 and some Pokemon... I mean, it is getting a little ridiculous. Um, But, I mean, and they already, they kind of did it to themselves because they had just been building and building and putting all of them in the game up until that point. So, but like we said, some people just want to whine about everything. But this looks really good. Like we said, awesome comparison to Breath of the Wild just by kind of aesthetic, just from kind of feel. And it, it... it looks like it's going to be a pretty pretty damn good game. When did those remakes come out? Was that the end of this year? 
Yeah, this fall. I could see those mm-hmm. being alongside that new model potentially. Possibly. Hey man, nope. what, I'm I'm down for an OLED. Portable OLED again. Let's go. Yeah, we we lived that life before. I, I live it every day with my phone when I look into it. <laughs> and did uh, we have did we have an announcement on as far as the release date for Pokemon uh, Snap before this event? Yeah, it's next month yeah. or April. It's coming yeah, up it was soon. a couple weeks ago. Yeah. We had yeah. an update that showed it. I couldn't remember, but yeah, it's April April thirtieth. It's coming out. Mm-hmm. Everybody always panics, like, "What's Nintendo going to come out with?" And then they just like shit all over the calendar, and it's filled <laughs> up, and then <laughs> then they'll start bitching in six months. Yeah, yeah, they, got... they want... yeah. The only one I'm still pissed about, I got to go through and I got to beat that fucking No More Heroes game before uh, three comes out because all those characters that I thought died in the first two are back in this one, and somebody was on the. On the forums, like, yeah, you got to play that uh, bullshit mini game thing, uh, and you'll oh, see how God. people come back to life. And I was like, all right, great. Oh no! <laughs> so uh, I was like, it's like, because I was sitting there like, why is she still alive? And it's like, yep, you didn't play the game. That's why. I was like, oh fuck. I mean, now I got to go back and it. figure it out. Yeah, apparently the lore carries over. You gotta love it. Uh, speaking of lore carrying over, the next Dragon Age, uh, according to Jason Schreier, will not have a multiplayer component on it. It will now be single player, which. Should not be a pivot for a Dragon Age game, but hey, that's EA. Uh, Jason Trier says, Video game publisher Electronic Arts has made a major pivot on the next game in the Dragon Age series, allowing the developers to remove all planned multiplayer components from the game, according to people familiar with the matter. Um, the next Dragon Age, which does not have a title, had previously been designed with heavy multiplayer component. I wonder why. Uh, said the people who asked not to be named because they were not authorized to speak to the press. In recent months, it has transformed into a single-player-only game after EA was stung by a recent multiplayer flop. What could that be referring to? Battlefront? That's been a uh, while. Anthem? Ooh. Yeah. I guess that's the recent multiplayer flop. That seems like so long ago to me, though. Uh, uh, so this, Yeah, that's the ahead. only one that's recently came out that... I can say that they dealt a bad hand on, right? Anything else yeah, I can yeah. think of? I mean, Apex, Apex, they won. Uh, maybe Battlefield. That five? last Battlefield didn't do so hot. Yeah. Yeah. But so, nobody I mean, ever, nobody's ever really gone to Battlefield for the single player campaign, so it's not really a, a flop as far. But they just mentioned multiplayer. There's no I mean, telling. They, they just posted an what article on that one, which was what Battlefield Six was having, like what was it, EA. It was like the Los Angeles one that handled Apex is helping them out. And mm-hmm. Criterion's not doing a need for speed this year because they're helping out with Battlefield 6. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, that, Those that tanks are going to control too. amazing. <laughs> the tanks will be drifting. They were like, no, they were like, uh, yeah, it's like uh, whenever they, they were making fun of Justin Lin doing a Star Trek movie. Um, Battlefield Hot Pursuit. Yeah, because I, I think they said we're not getting a need for speed this year. This will be next year because of that. So I remember, that was the, what the article was saying. Yeah. Give us another remaster. Hot Pursuit remaster was so fucking good. That game was amazing. What else Need for Speed will we need, though? That's kind of like cream of the crop, right? Unless we got like an old school collection. Need a fucking Burnout. Yeah, Burnout Revenge and Package Revenge and uh, what was the other one? Takedown together, three and four. Be a good combo. Yeah. Yeah. Did we get a a current gen version of uh, Most Wanted? Not yet. Do you think, think that might so. be next? Uh, I played that a lot on my video. It was pretty fun. That was the one that came out new... with Paradise. So. 
you remember how they started recycling everything, like Hot Pursuit and Most Wanted? I think there was one more they recycled. But it'd be funny if they did that again. There was another <laughs> Most Wanted. <laughs> See, I'm like, oh, Need God. for Speed, Most Wanted, 2004. We're going back to the Speed. 1992 version of Most Wanted <laughs> that you never knew existed, and we're remastering that one. Uh, I mean, at, at that point, it's just going to be like movies where they just like name a movie and then year afterwards, so you know the different versions. So. Yeah. We got it with Doom and God of War, and those games were amazing. So Italian Job, nineteen ninety six version versus the nineteen sixty one. So I'm like <laughs> Italian Job. <laughs> yeah, that's the one that stuck in my head the most. They're both of them. Royale. Yeah, there you go. That's another one. That's two totally different movies. <laughs> uh, Jason Schreier notes that there were two successes or two totally separate paths. You had Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, which reached 10 million players in the first four months. And then you have Anthem, which was recently, the reboot was recently canceled recently, recently canceled recently, recent. Re-anthem. See how many times I can say recent. Uh, speaking of recent, break out your Wii U's because this is not a parody. This is not a bit. We do a lot of those. Uh, the Wii U just got an update for system stability. Version 5.5.5 is out there. Um, not sure why. <laughs> uh, maybe if you're playing uh, as the Verge notes, Wind Waker HD or Twilight Princess HD or Xenoblade Chronicles X, but maybe there's no other reason to have your Wii U hooked up. Yeah, we or, we missed out on the the point four version, which was exclusive to Europe. So, <laughs> Seriously, they got one. They got a five yeah, point five. Somebody asked, like, why did we skip point four? It's like it was exclusive to Europe. Somebody put it in the comments. Oh. Uh, there's something on these uh, on these original Xbox threads. There's a there's builds of the Xbox. There's 1.0 through 1.6, and there's like there's some mythical 1.4 out there that apparently people saw screenshots of, but they like it was too similar to another one, but it had a major error, so they recalled it all and went back to 1.3. So there's like this mythical white whale unicorn of a of an original Xbox version 1.4. It's not supposed to exist. Oh god, yeah, oh, it, mythical firmware. I think it was a uh, Wario posted on there with because he always did the screen cap and it went from like um 5.53 to 5.55 and that's how that whole conversation started. It's like yeah, we didn't get 5.54. That was Europe only, and I didn't, <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know. Apparently they got it. So I was like, oh okay. Shit, my Wii U's hooked up and the pad is charged. I could check it out. Um, mine is as mine. well. Brent, did you ever mod yours? I did a very, uh, very simple soft mod. Gotcha. We need to look into that so we can start playing those backups and those import games. I think yeah. Sussar is hooked on watching people play. What was that, Fatal Frame? Uh, Yes. Because um, I, I want to get the European version, but that shit's fucking expensive. Because that's in English. Uh, at least I got another another code, and that came out pretty well. So I don't have yeah. to pay out the ass for that one. Let's just play the ISOs. Because uh, I love that one on DS, and I was like, they came out with a Wii one, and they fucked us over. I was like, man, I'm tired of Nintendo of America. Nintendo Europe was releasing everything back then. Those were the dark ages, Nintendo mm-hmm. of America. They're like, I didn't know it plays that shit. And I'm like, I mean, that's to import everything. Like, Day of Disaster. And Make them another Wii Sports. Another, another code, and what was, it, what was the other things? Uh, a bunch of other exclusive things. Remember, we had to beg for those three RPGs. There yeah, was like a it, whole groundswell behind that. Yeah, because remember, we didn't get Xeno... Uh, Xenoblade until GameStop made that deal exclusive to them. Fucking Nintendo of America, Europe did it everywhere. So those days were dark, man. People begging about these 
Nintendo Directs now, they were never around for N64, GameCube, and Wii when you went literal months without anything. Mm-hmm. And then Nintendo was making money hand over fist on the Wii with, you know, third-party support and whatever. Silverware? That too. <laughs> yeah. It didn't matter. They were making money. They didn't have to come out with these top-tier. I mean, we got gem- – there's some gems on the Wii. I'm not knocking its library. Mm-hmm. But there was a dearth of titles there at the very end. And it seems like when that happened, the 360 and like PS3 and all of them, that's when they took off. That's when they were at their best. So it's like, as a Nintendo fan, you were just like, okay. And then, then we got to Dishonored and it went. <laughs> 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 the game ran like shit. And Skyrim started breaking PS3s and freezing them up. Oh, God. Uh, so update your Wii U or not if you have it hacked. Uh, we got a game announcement this past week, which are always exciting. Uh Aliens Firestorm is a co-op shooter about surviving a xenomorph attack. This comes from The Verge. Uh, it's a three-player. I thought it was going to be four when I was looking at it at first, but it's only three players I saw. Give me that uh, good the old next... arcade action. Give me that yep. old three-player arcade action. Let's go. Let's go. Looks like Left 4 Dead. Yeah. Uh, the next Alien video game will be cooperative. Cold Iron Studios revealed Aliens Firestorm, a multiplayer third-person shooter about surviving an onslaught of xenomorphs set a few day, decades after the original Alien films. Uh, it's class-based, so you have roles like gunner, demolisher, or technician. And Cold Iron says there will be a huge range of enemies to take on, including 11 types of xenomorphs. And this is all part of a Disney's plan about not making video games and giving out the licenses again. <laughs> <laughs> right after they were super hot and heavy. So this month, they're off video games. Next month, they'll be right back on it. Somebody also mentioned our, the aliens uh, is the, I think it was Mike Mike. I don't want to misquote him. But the alien queen is now technically in the Disney Disney princess uh, pantheon. You still have a group of people who are trying to uh, get signatures and get Anastasia in there. And then Disney's like, yeah, Anastasia's not a Disney princess. No. So. Oh, such a good movie. I like that That's one. It's one so of my much. favorites. It was good. Or even maybe the the female fairy from Ferngully. I also like Ferngully. So. Ferngully was good as hell. Yeah. I mean, Robin Williams did a great job as the bat. Batty. <laughs> I like people coming at Robin Williams like, you've already been a Disney character. You can't be one. He's like, fuck you. I'll take whatever role I want to. <laughs> you've been the genie. How dare you do another animated film? He's like, I'll do what I want. Let me live. You know, let me Robin do Williams. my thing. All right. I'm going to let somebody else take the next news story as I grab a tasty cold beverage. Oh, this is a sad story. Yes, yeah, it's a sad news. This is also why I don't want to be around for this one. Oh, so this one involves... Sony basically kind of disbanding. Uh, well, they say they're recentering. Um, Sony has confirmed that their Japan studios uh, will be recentered uh, to Team Asobi, the ones behind Astro's Playroom, uh, and they will be focusing, of course, on uh, like Astrobot games, uh, which isn't a bad thing, but Japan Studios is a amazing studio, first party studio for uh um, basically Sony. synonymous with PlayStation. I I mean, you got Ape Escape, you got Shadow of the Colossus, um of course Astrobot, Gravity Rush, Knack. Where's Knack three, guys? Where's Knack Bloodborne. three? <laughs> oh god, uh, who who did that? Was it was it Grub and Wario were joking about Knack three? They're like, yeah, watch it happen, and then like the next days when they dismantled Japan Studio, they did the opposite. They took away Knack three. And Brant, full disclaimer, Brant unironically loves Knack, so 
It's a big thing in this household. Yeah. So I don't want to go too long on this one. I just want to know this is why I don't care for Sony buying studios because I know this is how what Sony does. Um, They don't do the same thing like Microsoft. Uh, So that's why everybody's like doing this little war about who's buying who. And I'm like, as much as I love Sony, I don't want Sony buying studios because if they're not making money, they're going to close them down. That's just they don't have that type of output. They need something like uh, Game Pass or something like that where they they need content. So this would have been this would have been perfect. This would have been your Game Pass factory like Puppeteer. No more Puppeteer. And even then. And then even then, Microsoft's spending a ton of money on their Game Pass stuff because, I mean, they bought up all these studios and we still don't have any games. I mean, we got some stuff that was already in the pipeline before the purchase, kind of like uh, Bleeding Edge and, you know, that came from Ninja Theory. But, I mean, we still don't have any of the big, big stuff from these purchases yet. So, yeah, but this is this is really uh, kind of heartbreaking because a lot of their a lot of their games <laughs> were just so good. Sorry, it, it was sitting on the shelves like we got this. Like, yeah, put it out there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I bought a copy. It was five bucks. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah this, this does suck. This is bad news. This is probably the worst news of the past week. Yeah. Game the writing, wise. the writing was kind of on the wall since, I mean, uh, handfuls of some of the lead developers and stuff just kind of departing the company quietly here and there over the past year or so. So, I mean, it's, uh, well, I think this it's whole not article super started. surprising. This whole article started with like a whole bunch of exodus of people. Remember, they like all of a sudden they're yeah. like, "Today's the last day." Today's the last day. All of a sudden, because I think Bloodborne was the one you talked about last week, uh, Brent. And then after that, a couple of days later, it was like a, a bunch of big producers were out of there. So yeah. they were just like, "Hate to see this go," you know. Which is weird because I think that whole Silent Hill rumor where uh, Sony was having that Silent Hill license was supposed to be in production at Japan Studio, which was weird yeah. after the guy who created Silent Hill left already. Someone. I'm wondering the story behind that. I'm wondering if they had it at some point and they just handed it off to somebody else. So so they also, I mean, they helped out. They ended up being like a support studio of sorts too, almost like a producer, you know, like, okay, we have the backing and funding. We know the hardware. We can help you get it made, that kind of stuff. I just want to go over. I, I really feel like this one is worth going over. You know, Japan Studio, just their legacy. I don't think a lot of us would be here talking about games if it weren't for the studio. I think they're that important. It was almost like the EAD1 team at Nintendo for so long. Yeah. Uh, but you've got Jumping Flash, uh, Ark the Lad, Beyond the Beyond, that RPG. RPGs uh, that Sony don't care about anymore. Yep. Papala Croy, uh, Parappa the Rapper, Wild Arms, uh, Intelligent Cube, Alundra, uh, Everybody's Golf originated here before Clap Hands. What else is in here? So many games. Boom Jammer Lammy, Ape Escape, we mentioned. Um, Legend of Dragoon. Vib mm. Ribbon, which we finally got in the West after years and years. Uh, Dark Cloud, Okage Shadow King. Uh, Mad Maestro for PS2. Ico for PS2. Dual Hearts. Uh, of course, uh, Dark Cloud 2. Wild Arms, Alter Code F. So basically, Wild Arms and ape escape man through and through and i've been yeah. wanting a new ape escape uh they did a bunch of the i toy stuff uh genji dawn of the samurai kingdom of paradise we'll never finish that story shout of the colossus rule of rose huh uh loco roco everybody's tennis gene d'arc which was a great strategy rpg for psp folklore for ps3 rogue legacy uh, rogue legacy rogue galaxy for ps2 
Uh, it's almost depressing the more you look at it. So many games. White Knight Chronicles, Demon Souls. They actually worked on the PS5 Demon Souls. Mm-hmm. White Knight Chronicles. Tokyo Jungle. Soul Sacrifice. Knack. <laughs> yeah. Sucks, man. That's a big name in games, you know? It's not just yeah. a, a normal studio closure, which loss of jobs, that kind of thing, is, is always bad news. But this was a creative tour de force within Sony. So. so uh, end of, end of an from, era. Yeah. Definitely yeah. hope to see more from Asobi. But, you know, so, and then it, it, at the end of the day, it's all about making money. So, I mean, they haven't, it looks like they didn't have anything in the pipeline. And they just went ahead and just put the finish <laughs> off uh, that studio, unfortunately. So, sorry, I, I think, thought I muted. Damn. Sorry, I don't y'all. think, no, you're fine. Uh, I don't think they had any games in development, is what I'm saying. So, yeah. Unfortunately. Or this could be, you know, some major restructuring to a stronger first party Sony, and it just ends up being, you know, we talk about it in three years, and it was just some footnote. I mean, yeah. I mean, you, you could see Naughty Dog and, you know, San Diego. This could be, Team Asobi could be maybe handling multiple projects. I mean, not as many as they could have under Japan Studio, but maybe they do two big games here and there. So, yeah. Who knows? I don't know. Either way, I mean, I think it's a win win because, I mean, a lot of those uh, talented uh, developers are out and going on their own, and those games are going to go spread out, and they're not tailored to one system, so they're able to go uh, multi platform, get more fans. Where did Alan Becker end up at? I remember he was like one of the leads on Puppeteer, and that name just always stuck out to me. Like he was being in the, you know, he was all over the press at that time. Yeah, I think the article lists that the studio never found its footing after he left. So that was that was where the downfall for Japan Studio happened. So. Great. <laughs> oh, I love that game so much. So after, yeah, I think they never found their identity. I think that's what the article was talking about after Alan left. So. I kind of want to see where he's at now. Japan Studio, Alan Becker. American animator. I don't think that's right. No, he kind of, he went on um, off grid. Is he out of games? Uh, I think so, because he came out of nowhere. Live correction. Ah, there's no telling. Yeah, it, it never said where he was going. It just he just left the the company, and that was it. Yeah, it does, it's kind of was like a like kind of like Sean Layden, where he just whatever they're doing, they're taking a break or whatever. So, Astrobot director promoted to PlayStation Japan studio head. That was Nicholas Duchet, Duquet, Ducat. Uh, and that was after Alan Becker. It's unclear what the move means for Japan Studios' previous head, Alan Becker. That was the most recent news, and that was last year, 2020. Hmm. He yeah, might have was... got caught in all that reshuffling after, like, Jim Ryan and Herman Holst and all them. Yeah, that was part of it, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Uh, if you go based off, believe it or not, if you go based off his LinkedIn, which he does have a LinkedIn here somehow. Okay. It just says that Alan Becker, video game industry has been. He's been. He's retired. He says retired mm-hmm. home full time since August 2020. Okay, that's recent. That doesn't mean a whole lot. Yeah. He said he was a he was senior vice president of uh, up until July of 2020. So that checks out. 
he's in Los Angeles now. He'll land with somebody out there. Then you don't you don't move to Los Angeles for its cost of living. I suppose no. that he, he he seems like he's doing like Sean Layden, where they're just kind of lying low. Because I got a good feeling Sean Layden's going to bounce back at some point too. It seems like they're just taking a break. They've been doing it for so long. So I like Reggie. Reggie was out at Nintendo on a Friday, and it was like GameStop board on a Monday, and like launching foundations and shit. Or Pizza Hut demo this. <laughs> <laughs> and the Bigfoot pizza and the Sicilian. Do y'all remember the Sicilian pizza? I love yeah. that shit. Yeah. It was in a square. It was in a big rectangle. All right, next up, uh, Epic is acquiring Mediatonic parent company, Tonic Games Group, which, of course, includes uh, all-time great Fall Guys. Never played it. Uh, this comes from The Verge. Fortnite creator Epic Games is acqu- acquiring video game studio Mediatonic, the maker of Smash Hit Fall Guys, for an undisclosed sum. For now, at least, uh, the game is playable on Steam still, much like Rocket League was at once. Um, I think they clarified came back and said that it was going to stay on Steam. It is going to? Yeah. If I, remember, I think it was on Twitter. Somebody came back and Epic said it was an ILE Steam. <laughs> so... Uh, the Verge notes, interestingly, Fall Guys is built using the Unity game engine, a rival to Epic's Unreal platform. Despite that, the company say they hope to bring Fortnite-style features like crossplay to Fall Guys in the future. So the game's been a huge success, great for them for uh, financial security, maybe not so great for gamers everywhere, because now they have uh, a larger uh, seat at the table deciding their yeah. future course. Yeah. I mean, we, we know we know sometimes it's coming on. Good, sometimes that's bad. We know it's coming out on the Xbox to switch this summer, so um, I guess that'll hopefully give them more legs with a, a bigger company. Yep. Uh, we'll all look forward to all the Fortnite crossovers and uh, have... Rocket League crossovers. And Rocket League uh, crossovers, yeah. yep. Epic's new strategy is like, let's get the biggest multiplayer franchises we can. Makes what sense. Would, yeah. What would be next? Among Us? Yeah, that would mm-hmm. be one. How do you monetize that free-to-play model? Skins and such? Um, yeah, I mean, they they've only that. had... I mean, we just got with the second map not too long ago because they had that one map forever. So they were going to make it Among Us 2 and they canceled that because they were just going to support the first one. So. That's right. They were developing the second one and the first one took off. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. We're talking about getting a new logo. What if our, what if our podcast <laughs> takes off? It's like, okay, <laughs> we don't need a new logo. We're doing okay. Hold the course. I mean, who needs a new logo? What would we do with that? That's right. Hey, when I think about changing something up, I'm like, what kind of feedback have I gotten? What? Who says uh, talk less about Halo or talk more about anime, vice versa? You know, yeah. nobody. Nobody has said it. Nobody's decided. <laughs> it's just been our. <laughs> it's just been us bitching back and forth and deciding what we do. You know, I would love for that to to plot our course. Like, hey, this sucks. Well, I guess we decided we didn't like talking about MPD every month. So yeah. We decided I mean, there, that sucks. There's things we hate, man. We hate NPD. We hate Polymegas. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that uh, we hate. <laughs> oh, God, it's March 3rd. <laughs> yep. There's your Polymega mention oh, of the week. Shit. I'm, I'm deep in the forums. Nobody's mentioned anything. I think I went to the European distributor, and oh. people were asking them, like, hey, it's March. Where's uh, where's my stuff? And that European distributor is like, ah, we're waiting on them to give us any information. So I don't know what to tell you. So they well, went dark I was, again. I was fired up after the last week, right? Yeah. So then I start poking around, and there's a his name's Nick. I've had a couple conversations with him on Twitter, uh, but he runs the Racket Boy site. It's like old school. They have guides for like collecting for old systems and best way to play and things like that. It was kind of a, I guess it was an early retro collecting resource that I would check out. 
And they sent him one of the preview units. And people are going back and forth like, why wouldn't you? Same shit we bitch about. Why wouldn't you get an FPGA? Why don't you use a PC? This kind of stuff. He's like, guys, if you have a CD-ROM based system and you have, you know, of that era, not PS2, GameCube or Xbox. But he's like, nowhere can you take the disc, pop it in, and then you get all this shit populated. Everything is is easy. It's right mm-hmm. there. You can put the patches in. So we know what we're getting. We're, yeah. It just works. It works. It is that console experience for that type stuff. So we are... It, it backed me off the cliffs. That's all I meant to text you that same argument that he was in. And he was pretty steadfast, like, okay, it's not for everybody. And I got sent one, so that's where I sit on the fence. But for everything that I have thrown at it, it has done exactly what I wanted it to do. And that's what we are after. So if we fucking ever get it... <laughs> I mean, we, we make that argument. I, I can pretty much outside of doing exclusives from Sony and Nintendo, I could game everything on PC. I just don't want to feel like deal with the bullshit to do it. it there's caveats right. to everything. There's a lot of... Uh, different settings and you know getting to run right and you know shit breaks and depending on your setup and you know i, I, right. I it's, like, it's like you said i'd rather just buy something that works i mean yeah, technically we could run emulations on our pcs or you know buy something and make our own thing but it's we have to configure it's the same conversation you always you always tell me about making my own cold press coffee i'd rather just pay the five dollars to do it versus sitting there yeah. wasting all my time to get it get it done it's the same thing with that i would rather just pay that money for the polymega when it, or a console without me having to waste all this time to get it to work so and that's how I'm, we I'm lazy. That's how we consume our stuff now. Like I have multiple CDs. I have stacks of CDs. I have stacks of vinyl. My most listened to format is over now Apple Music. So it's all right there. And it's pretty damn good quality at this point. That mm. that bridge has, you know, it's it, they've excuse me, they've closed the gap there. I got the hiccups all of a sudden. Just save your money and get that KFC console. Yeah. I'm just going to play yours, Brent. Okay, moving on to your Xbox Games with Gold for March and your PlayStation Games with PlayStation. <laughs> Wait, PlayStation <what>? Plus. <laughs> I don't know. Like, What are they, just PlayStation Plus free games? March monthly games. They need a better ringer than that, but I guess they're just going with the PlayStation Dude, every, Plus. Every time, every time I go in there with the, the Google Drive thing, there's always some article in there that tells me, like, hey, my iPhone has been infected. Click here for me to go in settings and mess stuff up more. What happened? Uh, it's only in there. Only in Google Drive, our stuff, whatever. I, yeah, I, that's the only time I, I don't go to inappropriate sites. Apparently, y'all are linking some weird sites on here. <laughs> just brand. I'm, I'm talking shit. Nope. I'm not even. I'm not even doing news. I'm a little, a uh, little punk. So, so not even that. But you have literally done exactly what you said. We used to get porno links in our news, Brent. That's what happens with Cesar. <laughs> you get naughty stuff as the or search results. You get a search result. I didn't actually. Yeah, I, I never linked it to it at said site because that's going too far. But I would put it in Google, and then that way people would get that sense of panic in their face oh. as they, if it searches it. And they're like, "Oh God, where am I going?" It's just Google, and they're like, "Great." That, oh, going man. to an actual site is going too far. At that point, it's just all right. Oh. I don't know if it's in funny anymore. It's just sad. And now Brent knows why I pull up all the news before we get into the show. <laughs> He says nudes. He says nudes. Those are build the nudes. Nudes is not what we asked for. (laughs) All right, your games with gold. I think we can knock this out pretty quick and move on to the PlayStation one. Yeah. Uh, From March 1st to 31st, you get Warface Breakout, which uh, sounds like an acne-type medication. Uh, Vicious Attack Llama Apocalypse is available from March 16th to April 15th. Uh, Metal Slug 3, which we all probably have playable on 12 different platforms, is available from March 1st through 15th. And Port Royale the 3rd, which is uh, also supposed to be a pretty good game, is available from March 16th through the 31st. Does anyone have anything to add to this list? 
No, it's probably like the 18th nope. version of Metal Slug I got, finally. Yeah, we all have Metal Slug 3D on everything, right? If I you have I have, on, I have it on the old Xbox also. So Yes. That yeah. was one of the first ways we could get it. Uh, next up on the PlayStation list, you've got Farpoint for PlayStation 4 slash that is is that available outside of VR? Uh I no. I don't believe so. Okay, because they didn't put it in the logo up there. You see that? And I'm second-guessing yeah. it. Like, wait, what the fuck? Oh, okay, so that is a VR game. Uh, Farpoint for PSVR. I, I had to, like, find the case and look at it, because I think it, on there it does say required on there at the top okay. on the banner. So. Uh, we've got Remnant from the Ashes. We've got, is that Maquette? I want to say Marquette. Uh, Maquette? I think it's, yeah, Ma- Maquette. PS5 is kind of like a puzzle. Uh, this from Annapurna Interactive via Gamatsu. All of it is tiny, simultaneously huge, and this intriguing first-person puzzler designed around an Esker-esque recursion simulation, recursive simulation, uh, making its PS5 debut, blah, blah, blah. If you get perplexed by a puzzle, call it PS5's game help for helpful hints to solve Maquette's tougher conundrums. Yeah, uh, I, think the, I think the big thing on there is the voice acting in that one, right? I know really? uh, Bruce Dallas How- Howard is in there. And Bryce. Bryce Dallas Bryce, Howard. Yep. <laughs> Bryce and Bruce are two different people. Eh. Well, Bryce could be a man's name. I mean, yeah. dude, it's just it's literally just one uh, consonant in a way or vowel. So. Bryce and Bruce, don't get them confused. Um, voice acting. Uh, Destruction All-Stars got extended for another month until April 5th. Then it'll be, what was it, 1999 or 1699 something random? Something like that. Uh, and then your biggest release of the month, of course, is Final Fantasy VII Remake, one of Cesar's games of the year last year, if I remember correctly. Yes, and the other person was Seth Gable. the other voice actor in that game, too. That name doesn't ring a bell. Who's Seth Gable? Uh, he was on Fox's television series Fringe. Uh, Salem, uh, he's... Was it French sci-fi? Yes. I thought so. I think I watched maybe one or two. I got in the first season of French. Oh, uh, he's Superman in and Lois also. is good. Yeah. Has anybody seen Superman and Lois? Yes. Uh-uh. It's I good. I like it a lot. Cesar, <laughs> you, have you seen the second episode? Uh, a little bit today. Okay, it came out last night. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, they, uh, just, did, they just did her dinner thing. That's where I think I stopped that. So I need to watch it. Also, on a TV note, the Mrs. and I completely ran through Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso is one of the greatest shows ever created on television. It's on Apple Plus. Apple TV Plus, maybe? Apple Plus? Apple TV Plus. Ted Lasso. Glorious. Uh, back to Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, as we were talking about earlier, it is uh, not available for... PlayStation 5 upgrade. Let me see if I can find the exact same thing. Okay. As a thank you to those who have purchased Final Fantasy VII Remake for the PS4 console, Square Enix are providing these players a free PS5 enhancement update that will include all next-gen visual and gameplay enhancements detailed above at no extra cost when playing on a PS5 console. There's an asterisk there. Holy shit, where's that at? Oh, God, how far down do I have to go to find it? Oh, their upgrade path is ridiculous. Path of victory. Which versions of Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate are available for purchase? Nope, that's not it either. Uh, all it is is uh, every every right, version is going to be... Please, somebody break it down. I tried to e- find e- it. If it's every version is going to have, on their path to victory, every version if, that you <laughs> physically bought gets the upgrade. 
Mm-hmm. You, you're not getting it with this PlayStation Plus. It's, it's going to be able to tell somehow. Uh, if you do the Path to Victory, you're not going to get the Yuffie DLC. That is sold separately. Uh, I think it's $29.99. Uh, you can buy a new digital version for PS5, or you can buy the retail disc for PS5, and that includes said DLC. And it's like $10, right? Uh, it's a $69 game, so and it's $29 for the the DLC. Oh, wow. I must have thought that $10 difference was somewhere else. Uh, so if you're planning to get the new version, so what do we do? We all have PS5, so what's our upgrade path here? I mean, we all have the Pop disc. In the disc. Okay, so do we add the license to our library, or is that going to fuck us up? I think um, at this point... At this, point, at this point, and I don't mean to interrupt and I apologize, at this point they've already fixed that issue because they did the update on PS5 where if you get something for PlayStation Plus and uh, before when you had it on PS4 and you got the game for free, it just says purchase. Yeah. Now they did the update now where after it's done for their, their free period of time, you can actually kind of like Xbox is doing for years, you can go in there and purchase the game if you don't actually own it. Right. So there's a way to differentiate it now. So So I'm thinking this will play out and do, do we, we want to segue into games played? I can do it with this. Yeah, we can. So I did this with Borderlands. Uh, I mentioned last week I got a new TV, so I got it all set up. So I wanted to try out everything 120 frames per second that I could. And Cesar had mentioned that Borderlands was one of them. And I had installed Borderlands before on PS5 and just kind of messed around with it. But it didn't. It had faster load times, but it really wasn't an advantage to it. So this time I popped it in. I'm expecting, like, uh, you know, is there going to be – I had deleted that install. Is there going to be a different experience here? What, I'm, what exactly am I looking for? And I was given the option in the, you know, in the PS5 menu, you have all that stuff at the top. And then you get that like sub menu when your game goes in over to the right. I had upgrade to PS5. So I clicked that and then it brought me to like a purchase screen. I was like, and it said free. So I was like, OK, let's go ahead and do this. So I bought the PS5 version with my disc from PS4 that I think I got for like eight bucks. And I got sent a receipt from PSN like we do for everything else that we buy. And that was it. It downloaded the PS5 version. So it's just, I guess, I have that license, but it's tied to the disc. So whenever I pop the disc in, you know, it'll it'll authenticate off of that maybe and then just fire up that digital skew. But uh, I popped that in. I messaged Cesar about it. It looks, it looks awesome. I cannot believe how good that game looks. And everything, just a, a sneak peek, everything looks good on an OLED. But when it really takes advantage of that variable refresh rate, it's awesome, man. Damn, it looks good. And even a, Borderlands, God. It's a worthy successor to your uh, Plasma, right? Uh, this is the best image I've seen since the Plasma. The Plasma, you at know, At this point, you're you, okay to let the Plasma die. If something happened, not not wishing it will on the Plasma. Oh, it's not going to die. Happen. It's still hooked up. But let's say <laughs> let's say for whatever reason, all your Plasma stopped working. And you're like, okay, I have the OLED now. I'm okay. I don't have to panic. Yes. You're not you're not on uh, Reddit. You're not on uh, Craigslist trying to find a plasma somewhere. Like I have to have a plasma. I'm still gonna do that, but I will still have the peace of mind that if I don't find one, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, it, the color accuracy and things like that are very akin to what I'm used to with a plasma, as far as it looks, and it looks the closest to. I haven't hooked anything retro up to it yet, which I think will be the final. That might be the final bit. I've got a couple. I'm trying. <laughs> Oh, that thing squeaked. I've got one of the damn it's not in here. I've got one of the newer retro tinks, so I'm tempted to hook that up and do the line doubling stuff and just kind of see how like a Super Metroid or even I was playing Metroid Prime, see how that looks. And it might be I hate to be the CRT guy who says he doesn't need a CRT anymore, but 
oh man, it might get to that point. The color accuracy and the movement, everything is just so. When I was playing Borderlands, I'm looking at the, all that. It's cell shaded. It, we've talked about it on this podcast, but good art design, it doesn't matter what the graphics are going to, you know, what system it's on, it's going to carry through. You have that good design of like a Wind Waker or Metal Gear Solid or Super Mario Brothers 3. A well designed game is going to carry through good art direction. And um, where was I going with that? Uh, I mean, but, no, <laughs> cell shading. Cell shading, they age well. Cell shading well. age yeah. extremely well. And the Borderlands looks incredible on there. And I was I was thinking back as I was playing this solo. And hot take here, Borderlands is not great single player. Uh, I had a blast with it, co-op with Cesar. We had a really good time with the... So we couldn't figure out what the hell's going on with all these people we think we should know. Uh, yeah. Wise. Yeah, Lilith. Lilith is popping up. I'm like, isn't Lilith a bad guy? <laughs> and then uh, you get the characters from Tales from the Borderlands in there. And I'm like, I... They're completely different from when I played that game. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck happened. What's you happening? played it at least. At least a name is a reference. I, yeah, I know who those people are, but I was like, I don't know why they're completely per different personality wise. But I don't know what happened since then. But whatever. Uh, hot take for anybody who has PS5 and did I mention I had a, got a Series X last? Not yet. Podcast? Okay. News. Uh, I, I mentioned last week. I was like, all right, how long's the countdown uh, for this to happen? <laughs> and I saw day, it right? pop. It was less than 24 hours. You sent me a, a photo that you bought it at Target. I was like, oh, okay. That didn't, that didn't take long. You bought the TV, and the next day you bought the Series X. I was like, okay, if I can... It popped up online. I was like, if I can get it, I can get it. I'll just fuck around and try this. and Because I have an empty Target card. I was like, let's just see how it goes. And it went through, and then I got a pickup. And I was like, all right, here we go. So, of course, uh, you know, I get that installed. And hot t- or a hot tip for everybody... Um, both of those systems come with the variable refresh rate compatible HDMI cables. I did not have to purchase new ones. I did. I did not have to. So the ones that come with those do have the included uh, 2.1. Uh, I think I said that right. It's the right variable refresh rate 2.1. VR. You can just call it VR. VRR. Mm-hmm. So I hooked up that. Of course, the first thing I download there on there is um, actually Dirt 5, believe it or not. So I wanted to try the. It had just come to Game Pass, so I tried that, and that that in 120 frames per second. So I started talked about it a couple of weeks ago. It's nice and smooth, right? It's yeah. like a perfect racing game. It looks so fucking good. I couldn't believe it. Oh, I want to get you guys over to check this thing out. It's uh, last Saturday night. I had a friend of the show Dale here, and he was he's a big racing fan, so he obviously got a big kick out of it. And uh, this is the first time I've actually used the new style controller with the grips on the end and all that kind of stuff. So. They, I already liked the Xbox One controller, and they took it and made it even better. So just the small changes they made. I do keep bumping. Cesar, did you do this where you hit the the share button? I bump into that oh, all the time. Oh, the new time, share button? Like. Yeah, the new yeah. one in the middle. I, I had difficulties where I kept hitting the old uh, the old button. Because I was like, I, I keep forgetting there's a share button on this generation. That's that's the one I'm so, hitting. I'm hitting the share button. Yeah, because I, I, you talking about this one right here? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm actually keeps hitting this one to like capture images and I keep forgetting there's a fucking dedicated share button now and I'm like yeah. And then so if you tap it it takes a picture. If you hold it yeah. it'll take your 30 second clip. Yeah. It's similar to like the PlayStation and Switch ones with their, so, their uh, shared buttons. So Dirt 5 looks good. I don't want to go through I tested a bunch of stuff so I don't want to just go through this is what I did. This is what I did. Uh I put Master Chief Collection on there obviously. We had our Saturday Dirt night. Halo. Uh so I, multiplayer multiplayer is not 120 frames per second. It's regular, which I'm playing a game for 2001. It is what it is. The campaigns, 
Yeah, the no campaigns way. are in the full 120 frames per second. It is unbelievable. Good, right? yeah. Unbelievable. Oh, I've played that opening to Halo so many times, and they did it with the anniversary build and with the original. And when you're just looking around, it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. It was one of those moments, man. I'm just like, ah. Uh, and I played I played probably an hour of Halo 1. I played probably an hour of Halo 2 anniversary. And I played probably an hour of Halo 3 just to, like, be in there and see it move around and stuff. And it was just like, oh, I'm going to play through all these again, aren't I? I texted us. I was like, we got to play that Gears 5 DLC. We got to play Halo 5. We got to knock these out now. Uh, so both of those look awesome, awesome. Uh, PlayStation 5, what did I try out on there? Oh, I got into the MLB 21, the show, Tech Test. So I fired this up. I'm like, let's go ahead and try this out while I have it. Atlanta's in there. I'm like, golden. I'm the Braves. Here we go. I go all the way through the screen, and it's Atlanta, and they're like red and blue, but the team is the Rattlers. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I guess that's just something they assign you in case you're going to play online. But no, I launched the game, and first off, my my gamer tag is all over the screen, like watermarked, like you can't stream this or copy this. It's just it's everywhere, even on the gameplay side. It's got my gamer tag, or whatever the Sony version is. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm playing as the Rattlers, and it's this bootleg ass looking red, white, and blue like Dairy Queen Little League uniform. I'm like with no logo, <laughs> like they just gave me Rattlers, but there's no snake or anything. It's just this plain ass. And then I'm not even the, it's not even the Braves roster. So it's just like, I had a Braves pitcher and then everybody else was just this rando conglomeration of, of baseball players. And then who am I playing? The Baltimore Orioles, like the legit with the logo and everything. I'm like, who, how does this happen? Who came up with this tech yeah. test? Yeah. But where, where, where was the Baltimore Orioles ranked last year, man? They're garbage. They're still garbage. Let, let them, let them have their moment. Oh, and they, they only, I had to. I had to play at Yankee Stadium, which looked really, really good, but I was kind of pissed I had to play at Yankee Stadium. Uh, the Also, the thing, I, I text this to uh, Cesar on the side, I should not have fucked around and played this tech test because it's a good-ass game of baseball, and I was like, I might need to get the full version of this. This looks really, really good. Yeah, but so, when's the last uh, time you actually bought a baseball game? You know what I mean? Outside of the one they gave us for free, what, a year ago, two years ago? I, and I didn't even play that one. I rented... 2017 the one with uh king griffey jr on the front because it had that old school mode where you could like move around in the batter's box mm-hmm. and stuff i rented that from Redbox when remember when Redbox had games well what, what was that they quit doing that like what a year or two ago yeah yeah when we all went uh try to buy them all yeah i bought jedi fallen order from them for like 15 bucks and now it's on everything for free just about I tried that out. Did I play anything else on PS5? I played Borderlands on PS5. You didn't do Destiny 2? Nope, I didn't try Destiny 2 in the high frame rate. I've been looking through those lists trying to see what I can kind of try out for it's free. It's not many, because like, I think it's, it's Borderlands, Destiny 2, uh, the Neo Collection, Dirt 5. Um, Dirt 5 looks so good. There's way more games. I will say this. There's way more games for a variable refresh, refresh rate for Xbox than there's yeah. for PlayStation. Uh, they Monster Boy, but they haven't done the update for it yet. Right. Um, was it? Did I already say Call of Duty Black Ops? No. No, and I still want to borrow that from you if that offers on the table just to try out. Sure. I want to see how it looks. I got to bring uh, you something anyways. Oh, uh, Monster Boy. It was a Monster Boy. Yeah. Not Devil's you... Dragon's Trap is the other one. No, this one's not out yet because I think somebody had asked them if the update's live and they were like, no. Um, oh, so they just announced it, but it's not live. I okay. think some some website said it's, it's available, but it's not because there's no 
because you got to remember how PS5 does. They don't do things like Xbox where they um they have a separate trophy list. There's no trophy list for it yet, so yeah. it's still the PS4 one. So I don't think we mentioned this, but uh, Gran Turismo was bumped to next year, and I'm I'm never usually a big Gran Turismo head, but I will fucking get that game to see on this set, man. Holy shit, I'm impressed. Even the sound coming from the OLED is great. Like, the built-in speakers you get on a TV are usually trash. Mm-hmm. And it's not, you know, it, I'm still not going to say it's better than a dedicated soundbar. Even my, like, Insignia 2.1 soundbar sounds better than this, but they're not trash, you know? It's not like, oh, God, I have to have it. Oh, I tried out my Pulse headset for the first time on... Oh, I fired up AstroBot. There you uh, go. Yep, I tried the spatial audio for the first time. And that game, I, I almost was kicking myself. Like, why didn't I play through this game the first time on this? And, oh, it's just, God, that game is something special still. God bless Japan Studio. I hope they make games forever. Uh, I think that's all. We didn't get around to Cat Mario this week. Uh, none of our family, I don't think, could take the aggravation with each other. Uh, we did play, this has been two weeks ago. I forgot to mention it. Uh, the Halo crew, one Saturday, we actually played Left 4 Dead. <laughs> We've been talking about it for a while. And we all fired up Left 4 Dead, and it was just, it was chaos. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, two of us have played it before, one of us more extensively than even me. Like, I had, last time I played, I had Cesar and Michael kind of lead me around. But it, it continues to be just, like, madness. Like, don't go near the witch, and then somebody walks near the witch, and then all hell I accidentally shoot. <laughs> <laughs> the witch goes crazy. There's always somebody in there just, just laying uh, gunshot rounds as soon as they walk <laughs> into a room. <laughs> and they yeah, wonder why they got that. that. Yeah, we always had that one friend. You'd be like, "Hey, don't don't go near the witch." The what? Where is she? And like right like right up to her, like you can't hear her crying in the corner. Yeah. Help me! Uh, but we we're working our way through that first scenario on Left 4 Dead to or Left Left 4 Dead the first one and and having a good time with it. So like these these multiplayer like that alien one hit me. I was like, hell yeah, check that out. Uh, I think that's it for me. I wasn't even going to talk that long about it, but um. Video games for me. I might not play as much next week. Kind of tie it up the next like four or five days, but uh, so that might be kind of it for me for a little while. But uh, what'd you guys play? Who's up next? Um, as you said, I completed the Cat Mario game. Beat that. Uh, 3D World. I went through. Um, got to I think is it World Dash Castle Castle Dash Bowser whatever that bullshit yeah. is. And got to the the bonus. Now I'm in the bonus levels where it's the they got the bullshit difficulty up to ten. Yeah. With nonsense, uh, which I think is a, uh, looks like it looks like Star Road from uh, Super Mario World. Star Road uh, was fair though. The stuff I've seen from this game is not. It's just bullshit. That, uh, that's yeah. like well, because I, I I finished it as well. Yeah, you get through the castle levels and then it goes to like the actual ending, which is. It's like a carnival kind of deal is basically kind of what it looks like. Hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, originally when you 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 free all the fairies, mm-hmm. you beat Bowser in his vehicle one. Then he recaptures all of them and he takes them up in the clouds. And then you have, like you said, there's like a carnival world. You do that one. Uh, that's the one where you get the the soft ending um, as uh, you beat him in uh, Bowser in his cat suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, cat suit Bowser. Yeah, then you free the fairies, and then you get the credits. Credits roll. At that point, I was done. Credits roll. That's my criteria for beat games. Yep. Uh, I'll beat Animal Crossing. I never played it since. I the credits roll and have not popped <laughs> back into my console. I beat the game. Um, I beat the game. That's all that matters. I think I sent uh, Richard a picture of it when I got a credits roll. I was done yep. 60 hours. Beat the game. Uh, yeah. 
KK Slider was singing to me, and I was like, nope, done with this shit. Um, <laughs> nothing against that. This is not for everybody. Um, outside of that, I think the, then you get into the fairies where they build a rocket, and then you, this is when you go into the bonus levels, like you said. And it's like a, was it World? It was like World Star, and then it goes up into like World Mushroom. And it, I think it was yeah. like the four additional levels afterwards. And I, I, I think I did the first. Messed around, did the first couple on the Star Road, and I was like, yeah, I'm done with this. Yeah, uh, I usually don't fuck too much with those. Uh, I may stream it uh, whenever I get my sub going, and just for aggravation's sake, um, therapy. Uh, people can watch me suffer along with it. <laughs> I may do that just for uh, craps and giggles. Uh, outside of that, I, I prompted to go ahead and uh, give uh, Bowser's Fury a tryout. Um, yes. I sat there. I think I beat it in one sitting. I didn't take a break. Uh, it took me five hours, um, and I got all the shines for all the areas. Uh, there's five for each one. Uh, each one has the. There's always, I think, what two that are the same, uh, yep. which is uh, you know blow up the box, uh, the the blocks from the giant uh, from Godslayer Bowser. Yeah. Um, we get to kind of like get him to blow up an area, and you get one from there, and then it's the coins, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Is that the ones the same for all of them? And then after that, there's some kind of variety Variety where, uh, depending on that area, where it could be, you know, complete this or go to this area or, you know, do this. It's some kind of task similar to what has always been done since, you know, Mario 64. Yep. Or, you know, so that it's a short course, you get that that uh, shine. And then you have ones that are littered throughout the level where you have to ride the, what's that, is it Ness? What's that thing called? Plus, plusy. Plusy. Where you have to do like a speed one, uh, run with it. Uh, that works too. Um, or Kramer versus Kramer, or like you have to find uh, cats uh, and kittens uh, littered mm-hmm. around and reunite them. It's like little different stuff that are outside the normal uh, realms of the levels. And it's like you said before, Brand. Um, each each time you are setting on a time limit, where every time you beat Bowser, he comes back at some point. So you have a uh, there's not a time up there, but you can see in the background as his, uh, the shell comes up, and you know when he's coming out. So you have it starts uh, raining start- and yeah certain amount of time to complete what tasks you're doing um you can as soon as you get the, sh- the shine it'll either light the lighthouse and he'll take some damage and he'll go back to where he started or you know it, it just adds an extra level of difficulty to it so um i got more stuff i played i don't know if you want to add anything if that's your game you play this week or not uh, yeah we we finished that as well i mean we didn't get all 100 shines i mean we got to the 50 and, and beat bowser and both of us were pretty ready to just kind of move on i'll probably i'll probably at some point go back and and finish getting those uh all 100 but yeah you only have to have 50 to technically beat the game and 100 to because after you go through the credits there's like a a picture um but it's all obscured and i'm guessing if you get all 100 you get to see the the finished picture yeah and you get access to another part of the like one of the the lighthouses you couldn't get to, mm-hmm. so you have to oh. down there. How many yeah, did you beat it with, Brant? A fifty. That's all 50. it takes. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. how many did you get to? I, I got them all. You got um, them all. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, because I mean, this this game uh, it scratched the itch for me. It was very similar, like like I said before, like Mario sixty four. Uh, I never played Mario Sunshine, but I'm assuming it's probably the same thing where you you have to do the, that type of puzzle list type things or uh, Mario Odyssey. Uh, I probably I got that same vibe when I was playing Mario Odyssey, where I sat there and played that straight. So uh, I was more akin to this version of it versus the old school one, which was like 3D World, uh, which I'm kind of burned out on probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed the hell out of 3D Land. It was great for what it was. 
Uh, just there were some points in 3D World where I just felt like eh, it just seemed to drag a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, you know, I'm tired of that formula just a little mm-hmm. bit. It, it, I, you have to be in the mood for that. Uh, versus where Bowser's Fury, I probably didn't have to be in the mood for it. I can just start playing it, and then I just, well, yeah, this is my shit. This is my jam. It, you know, and wasn't it so good the way it just it flowed? I mean, you're not even broken up between like going to an overworld and picking which area you want to yeah. be in. You just fucking go, and like you said. I mean, if 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 it were probably just me, but I mean, we we do other stuff, and since it was me and my son playing it, but if it were just me, I probably would have sat down and done it in all all in one sitting because, like you say, I mean, you just get you start going, and then you're like in this part, and then you just go, and then all of a sudden you're in this part, and you just it everything there's there's no breakup, it just keeps going, and you there's no like pause where you have to sit back and like okay where am i going next okay how am i you know pick this area over here and wait for it to load and it's just boom 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 you get you get into a groove that's all it is it's easy mm-hmm. you just go into the next area you need to get the shine you need to and then move on and it's still interesting and different each time you get it it's not like you're, you know each shine has like they kind of change up the level a little bit outside of the the two i mentioned that are the same every time uh is that the but, way the next mario game should go you guys think I would imagine this is kind of like their idea how they would get it. I, I, this is something we'll probably get on new hardware, probably, uh, that we just kind of talked about. So That's something to expand on there. So. The new Super Mario Path of Victory. The new Path of Victory, yeah. Yep. Uh, I'm interested to see how they'll uh, they'll handle everything with this new hardware. I'm assuming it'd be similar to like uh, the series uh, systems in the PS5, where you, you get patches for when you need it, and you know you still play on the old stuff, so they don't right. uh, fracture the development or the fra- because, I mean, you look at Nintendo, they never done it well. You look at what happened with the new 3DS or the DSi. We never really got anything. They that. are literally the worst examples. Yeah. Because they always got like, we got this new hardware, but, you know, we don't want to alienate the old ones. So we just stop. We don't develop anything for the new ones, you know. Because they, uh, they come from an era of they wouldn't improve the hardware. They would pack something into it. You know, when you at a time when you had Sega adding 32Xs and Sega CDs and such yeah. to, to extend the life of their hardware, they were developing. Or Sonic like, and Knuckles. Uh, or Sonic stacking your cartridges. <laughs> you know, hey, man, you, they brought back Sonic 2 and Sonic 3 with Sonic and Knuckles, man. It's true. That was DLC, man. It's DLC that you already bought before. Years card DLC. But Nintendo, at the at that same time, they were packing their chips on there. You know, you had Yoshi's Island and Donkey Kong Country, and you had uh, Mega Man X3, and you had all these, these games with, uh, like, proprietary chips in them that would not have run on that original hardware, so... I wonder if there there could be the chance of an inside out improvement for things like that, but it, it seems like they're going to do it with the dock. Uh, I would just like to think the dock enhancement would be available to everyone. That's that's what's in my mind. We'll see. I mean, they've gotten a lot better this generation, especially developers and everything. So I think they'll right. part turn out fine. So especially with them, especially with these rumors saying that the screen still runs at 720p. Like if mm-hmm. it was some sort of bump, you know, it would be like ah maybe, but. I have no problem with the handheld resolution. Handheld has only run into like some some performance issues sometimes, but even that's rare because I I mostly play on handheld still. So, but I, I don't. Yeah, it's like it's like you said. I don't think it's so. Uh, and we can we can sit there and diverge into it, and we actually until it gets announced. But it's like you said. I think everything's gonna be handled by the dock. I don't. I think you know the, your your common neutrality ground is gonna be that handheld mode because you're gonna have the same handheld yeah. mode across all three consoles or right. three versions. I mean, it makes sense to have the dock to boost the power. I mean, that's the only thing that's different. So. And again, they're going to have the research to do that. So they're going to yeah. have this, you know, they'll have 20% of the player base. It's like, we want a 4K resolution thing. And that, that option will be there for them. Yeah. 
and they'll have this better battery one for the 45% that play, you know, docked battery or whatever, you know, so and then you'll have your strictly handhold and then you have your strictly non-docked, not, you know, purely handhold light handhold. I keep saying handhold <laughs> handheld light player. So it seems like they're leaning more into that market research than ever before. Yeah, you're absolutely, absolutely right. Um, I don't want to diverge too much longer, uh, but uh, br- the other game I played on my Switch this week was I uh, put a couple of hours on Bravely D- Default 2. Um, I'm a known provider of buying Bravely Default and Bravely Second and trying both of them and never getting far with them. Uh, <laughs> How's this one? This one is a lot easier, in my opinion. The biggest difference for me is it's going to be the ability to see enemies on screen. Uh, I think at certain points, I think what killed it for me in the original Bravely, Bravely Default was um, not, you know, the random battles, and they were so difficult. Uh, so it's like you trying to do something, and then you getting caught into a battle, and then almost dying, and it kind of just throws you off of this rhythm that you got going. Like, okay, yeah, I'm trying to complete this task. I get, I know I got to grind at some point, but it doesn't let me do what I want to do when I want to do it. It seems like they took that feedback from, I didn't play the demo, so I can't describe the differences from the demo to this main version. Maybe somebody else can. Because I never got a chance to play the demo. There's a, this, there's a new demo. I'm assuming the new demo reflects the game now, right? Right. Because okay. I downloaded curi- the new demo to try. I'm curious to see how, you know, compared to the original project demo they had on there, when originally when they took the, the player feedback on there. From what I was right. reading online, they said they, they took a lot of that feedback and implemented in this final version, which is pretty cool. Um, this game is, instead of doing the 2D to HD, which they've done in uh, Octopath, this one is uh, more of like a claymation one. And uh, the king in this game looks like the fucking king from uh, uh, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Every I, time I look literally at him, was about to say Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Yeah, every time I see him, this, I always see the arms like this. It looks just like him. Um, but it, it gives that whole claymation vibe. And they have a name for it. I forgot what it was. But it's in, in you know, it's, it's sim- it has clay in there. Which, you know, that's the look that we're going for. Right. Um, so if you never played a Bravely Default game before, that uh, Bravely Default is a... You have the ability to um, you I think it's called break points or something like that if I'm not mistaken where you, you delay can kind of, you delay actions to build up some some sort of attribute point right so it is based off an of ATB bar so you um, depending if you do a, a early attack you'll get an additional point up front so if you do you can you can the difference on this one is you can see all the enemies on screen there's no random battles um, sorry I got an email from work that was weird. Um, <laughs> You can um you can see your enemies and you can also do the you know press square to do the attack and you know square press X to do the attack and uh start an early battle and so if you do the early battle you get additional uh brave point so what what it is a brave point is that you can borrow against yourself so like you 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 get one brave point when you start the battle automatically you can use one to do your regular attacks you can build up on them if you hit defend and kind of build them up to like I think three or four and then you can do multiple attacks back to back to back to back. Um, and so it's a gamble. So at some point, certain battles is like, if, for me, if I get down to one enemy left and I have a team of four, I'll sit there and just go ahead and gamble brave points and get in the negatives. So it's like you, you, you can borrow against something you don't have, but you're gonna have to wait that amount of turns to build it back up to zero before you get your turn again. So like, if I'm getting close to the end of a battle, I can sit there and gamble with them. Like, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and use up four of them, get three in the red. And I, cause I know I'm going to finish this guy off. Cause I know right. each hit takes off hundred HP. He has 400 HP. If I do right. four attacks, I'll finish him off. So it's like it lets you play in variety, depending on there. Um, it's not too difficult when it comes to the regular enemies because it's, it's typically when you see them on screen, they'll come at you if you're not strong enough. And if you're too, if you're the right level, or you're strong. 
stronger than they are, they'll run away from you. At that point, you know, okay, I'm I'm leveled up enough to continue where I'm at. That's how I can tell when I'm in a dungeon, like they're That's running good. away from me. That makes random encounters better. Uh, they run away from me, and I don't. It gives me the choice of not having to hunt them down. At that yeah. point, I know I'm level enough. The only difficulty if I had on there is when you get to the boss battles. Is they're pretty difficult. Um, they're they are lengthy. Um, they have a high lot of, uh, amount of HP, and they do a lot of damage. So that is the part of the game where it requires you to use a lot of your um, gaming RPG intelligence, right there, to just kind of like actually do a tactical uh, battle, you know, to survive. Uh, is it is it like you know fire versus ice water plant that kind of thing? Uh, the first villains in that game, um, you, you have you play a princess from a country that is uh no longer around, and she's kind of like in solitude in this other kingdom. Uh, the names escape me right now. This always happens when I talk about stuff. Uh, she's a purveyor of the wind crystal. Um, the wind crystal le- led her to lead you to find the main character of this game, which you can name to anybody you have. Uh, whatever reason it chose Seth for me, I kept that that way because I'm not uh, creative when it comes to names like that. I was like, cool, your name's Seth. Um, cool. the, wind, the wind crystal uh, told her he was there. He was saved. He has, uh, later on, you find out he's recognized as one of the four heroes. She's trying to get the rest of the crystals, um, and she's getting, like, little leads of, like, there's a kingdom of sand with an abundance of water flooding the place. So she knows she thinks that the water crystal's over there, so that's the next place you're going to. Uh, you come across an uh, enemy called Dag uh, and Selene, uh, who try to get the wind crystal, and they kidnap her. So Seth uh, meets up this, uh, he meets up with a team of, a, like, a, a scholar, and the names escape me, and I apologize, a scholar and a mercenary that's kind of working with that scholar, and they're looking for asterisks. Now, Asterix gives you the ability to change jobs in the game. So he, they have, he comes with two Asterix, so you can change two jobs, which you, the only two you get at the beginning of the game, which is a Black Magic and a Freelance. Uh, after that, you, um, they join your crew as you try to rescue the princess. Uh, that's where your powers are. He's, uh, he can use uh, different powers based off the different crystals. He figured all that out. I'm not going to go into details about it, because if you want to play, you'll find out more in the story. I don't want to go into too much details about it. Uh, he's uh, the guy that joins you. He's in there for the asterisks uh, that gives you the ability to change jobs. So the first battle, boss battle, you have Dag, who is a vanguard, who is mostly a uh, ability to prioritize defense. They draw in attacks to their team to keep uh, the focus off the rest of your team members. And Selene is a white mage. Um, so as you go through, you have like an old knight that's on your team, and he's the one that's kind of carrying your party. He's kind of like helping you go through this first boss battle because he's higher, he's a way higher level. He's uh, AI controlled. You don't control him, and his attack is just high damage. He's the one that's keeping me alive. He's giving you healing items and all that kind of stuff. He's kind of like holding your hand through this first right. boss battle. Right. And trust me, I've died many a times in that first boss battle. Damn. Like I didn't lose, but I had characters that died and got dropped, and he just brought them back with a phoenix down that I didn't have. He just he was there to get you through it, to see how it is. It, those battles are difficult. Can you with keep him, him there, in your party the rest of the game? <laughs> I don't think he, he... I'm getting an indicator he will not be there for long, probably. He's an older so gentleman. Go, uh, go ahead and romance him. Go ahead and romance him, Adam. Sure. The <laughs> I'll, I'll, get, I'll have Seth start his... Uh, yes. uh, start the, getting the, laying the groundwork down. Um, AJ, nothing but a number. Um, so, dude's an older gentleman, so let's put it that way. And a uh, Phoenix down gets everything up. Hey, there we go. Uh, yeah, this is, um, so as you go through, and I think I've beaten this as the first two hours, you rescue the princess in the first dungeon, uh, you get the wind crystal, and I think that's where I stopped. Uh, now I'm at the point where we got the asterisks, I'm able to change to a white mage. I'm also able to change to the vanguard now, because since I beat them, I kind of took their asterisks from them and took their job abilities from them. Um, the job abilities, you can have a main job, 
which is, uh, I think, uh, Seth is a freelancer, and I took the Black Mage as a sub-job. And when you do the sub-job, you can only choose one attribute from that sub-job. So, like, out of all those Black Mage spells you can cast on there, you can only choose one as your sub. So I could choose Fire and add it in part of my uh, repertoire, but I can only do one. I can't do the whole Black Mage list that the a Black Mage would get access to if it was his main right. job. Uh, the freelance one is like uh, on-field stuff like botany and, uh, you know, get extra items or get extra money. It's like those little uh, random attributes you get as you progress in the game. It's just a freelance. Uh, it's like a jack-of-all-trades type of thing. But it's nothing cool where, you know, like, oh, it's a guy who can... It's not like a red mage or something like that where he gets a little bit of everything. Um, or the bullshit version of uh, X-Death or whatever. Um, outside of that, I mean, you, you only get those two jobs from this point. Main and your sub. Uh, you can change them at any point, and as you go through those ability lists, you'll get job points as you go in the battles. And as you get job points, you'll lock more abilities. And you get to lock those abilities, you can assign them to your, your repertoire to do attacks. So uh, th- this game is definitely akin to uh, more of a new school as well as old school. So it has like that old school feel of like those NES Final Fantasy games where you build up abilities and all that, all that uh, jazz in there. But it does have that new school where... The battles are, are ATBs, kind of like similar to you know the Super, uh, Super Nintendo or the PlayStation versions of Final Fantasies. It's kind of like a, it's like Bra- what Bravely Default was. It's like a love letter to those games from the past. It's kind of, it's a, a bit of a mix up, but the biggest thing is gonna be those brave points where you kind of like bet on yourself, where you can kind of manipulate, you can defend, and build them up, or you can use them if you don't have them. It depends on what you want to do with it. So, uh, that's all I have to add on Bravely Default too. Sounds good. Um, it's, it ain't bad. I'm going I through it. I'm, try the demo. You should see if you like it. I think the save data carries over, if I'm not mistaken. Um, that's everything I've played on the Switch. Um, I'm just going to fire rapid because we'll be here forever. Uh, and I want to keep you ringing. <laughs> we got Brandon to talk about shit, too. Um, I, I finished up uh, finished up Ease 9 on PS5 last week, uh, as I said, uh, the very next day. Uh, enjoyed the hell out of it, man. It was pretty good. It got through. It had the little bow tie happy ending at the very end, in which most uh, adult adventures typically have. Where uh, they're able to um, cure the curse of the monstrums and finish the monstrum Nox, where they don't—they are not needed to cleanse those demons from that world. Uh, the main villain in that game kind of had like a change of heart because uh, originally he was using Adol's memories from the previous games, the first uh, the first eight E's games, and created like a, a god version of that character where he he was going to use that character to uh, kill all those monsters in that world. He was trying to buy his former teammates uh, the freedom of not having to do that. So it was like kind of like. He's bad, but not bad. You know, it's just the way he was doing it was bad, but he was like had good intentions type of thing. Yeah. Uh, and so it, it kind of, I'm not going to go into details. It ends up where, you know, Adol saves the day and then he just moves on to his next adventure, whatever the next one is. It says it's be continued on the 10th book, whatever the, that's going to be. Um, that's the one you're hoping doesn't look like a PS2 game, right? Um, I, they got this new engine that they got for Legend of Heroes. I imagine they'll probably use that one. Um, outside of that, I finished up uh, Control, beat the DLC on that one. Uh, I went through the Alan Wake, um, which you don't. You meet Alan Wake, you, you see those flashbacks of him. But at, after you beat it, you get the indicator that Bright Falls that um, you're getting a message uh, like a indicator from a altered world event from the future, and that's where it kind of ends off. It's like it hasn't happened yet, but it's like a beacon that's going off. So I'm assuming it's probably going to lead to him. Uh, there was another DLC that came with it that I didn't play originally from the season pass, and I played it in this one. Uh, I ended up getting the platinum on this game too. Um, nice. Uh, called the Foundation, which was a there's a uh, like the board, which is kind of like on the astral plane. This is kind of like their backstory. So there was a part in that game where Marshall, one of the main characters that was on your sector for your security team, not the security team, but it was like a 
I forgot which team she supports. She kind of like went off and did her own thing. And this kind of like told her story where she never came back. She actually died trying to stop the, the hiss from uh, crossing over in the astral plane. Um, it gives you another ability where you can man- manipulate certain rocks uh, off the walls to add the depth to like if you have a uh, higher areas where you can't jump to, you can pull those rocks to kind of do some more platforming. And then it gives you a gun uh, ability where you can kind of shoot those things. Uh, it adds a different variety to the gameplay. Uh, the enemies in that one's a lot fucking harder. Um, that one, if I had hair, I would tear it down on that one. Because uh, I had more difficulty <laughs> in those battles. That would have broke you. That would have done it for me, yep. Um, I would just would have found a corner and cried in the bathtub um, as the shower was running. Uh, outside of that, you get the idea that the astral, the board, the one that hands her the gun and gives her the powers, it's not probably a board full of good guys because they were kind of like trying to jerk her all over the place and manipulate her. And she kind of sees through it. And she's like, it kind of like sets up more of that game universe. Like, all right, this might be something that they'll kind of deal with. It. And she's aware of it. And she's like, I don't know if I should trust them fully. But right now, that it's, it is what it is. I'm just not going to rock the boat right now. Um, outside of that, um, I played a game called Game Tengoku Cruise and Mix. You ever play, heard of it? Uh-uh. Uh, heard of a it's game. A, Game Tengo, Tengoku, Tengoku, I think it's Japanese for Paradise, uh, Cruise and Mix. Uh, it is an old Sega Saturn game uh, from Jellico. Uh, like Cruise and Exotica and all that? Absolutely not. Okay, uh, go on. It's a, it's a shoot 'em up uh, oh. that takes place inside of arcade. Uh, you uh, are what the story behind this is like you're a bunch of uh, different uh, characters from different shoot 'em ups. Like there's a obvious rip of famous ones like the riding project there's a one that's a plane there's one that's a rip of the 1942 it's like the popular ones that are in a generic arcade that would happen to be in there you have some kind of perverted scientist who i don't know what his motivation is in there um you can tell he's a pervert when okay we know what his motivation is if he's a pervert yeah <laughs> uh, I, i'm not gonna go into details i don't know what he's trying to accomplish you so, don't have to outside of that the, what's unique to this game and this game came out on sega saturn it was one of those ones where um uh, it was really risque for the one of their like strip mahjong type game stuff, st- type stuff that came back in the day, uh, like stuff that you know Sega would only do back in the day when it was like um, in the early nineties. They would only touch these type of games. Right. Um, the the what makes it different for this game is like you go through different arcades that are like throwbacks to different you know to different shoot 'em ups. Like there's a uh, one that's uh, very clearly that imitates um, Space Invaders or uh, those old 8-bit ones, and you'll see like a little switch up top that goes from 8-bit to 32-bit, 8-bit to 32-bit, and it kind of changes the character outlooks uh, as you go through and you shoot them up, and it's like you're just shooting them up in this arcade. Like there's one that you end up going to a a claw vending machine where you have the the final boss is some kind of cat girl with a a bell ring on, then you have to shoot the bell ring to beat her. Uh, uh, there's another one that is clearly like a racing game that looks like Daytona USA, as you have to shoot race cars and they spin out in the road. So, I mean, each level is different and it's like some kind of nod to some kind of type of arcade game. Um, I think that the gimmick on there is when I beat it, it may be a loop and played again. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was weird. So I, I beat him again and he comes up on the screen. He's like, I got your ass now. Basically he's like, now I got to go through it all again. And I went through it again. And then that's when the, the owner of the uh, arcade, the girl, she's like, Nope, not this time. She just unplugs the machine. That's the real ending. Uh, uh, which was pretty good. So like, it, it's enjoyable. That's it's, awesome. It's, it's like uh like the each you know each go through takes about fifteen minutes. It's just, it's something that I just usually I'll fire up if I beat a game and I don't want to get into something uh, immediately. Uh, that Windsor. one, 
Yeah, basically. Um, that one it has a standard original Sega Saturn version as well as a uh, HD remaster type thing where it's like an arrange mode, which everybody's famous for doing nowadays, where you, you can kind of do uh, unlimited continues and it's not the old, you know, it's more of a user friendly experience versus, you right. know, back in the old days, you get your two lives, that's it. You suck, get good, you know. <laughs> Put it another quarter in. Uh, outside of that, I'm not going to spend too much time on that one. Uh, the last thing I'm going to talk about is I'm still on my Nihon Falcon click, kick. Uh, I popped in E's Origin. Uh, and I beat that. Uh, that took me. This uh, this takes place before E's one and two. This came out uh, 25 years after the first game, and somehow is a prequel to the first game. Um, you, I think uh, the, you could play as three characters. Um, you only get two from the beginning of the game. That's why it's not as long. Each character takes about maybe nine hours. Uh, you go up this uh, tower, um, and it, it tells the story of E's. So in the first E's, you have the goddesses, uh, the twin goddesses, and the uh, Black Pearl. Uh, not the Black Pearl from the Pirates of the Caribbean, um, but you have heard of me. Um, <laughs> but you have heard of me. Um, outside of that, I mean, they it's a magical item that has given prosperity to Ease. Um, and for whatever reason, it's like um, you got to give and take. It also gives off a dynamic, uh, demonic essence. And that essence summons demons to Ease. And they have a Solomon sh- a Shrine, which they rise from the earth and fold it from the surface as they bend in Ease, as the demons take over. And the demons, uh, they erect a giant tower trying to reach the Solomon Shrine uh, to, to get after them. So yeah. the, the basis of this game is that the, the twin goddesses, um, they mysteriously disappear from the Solomon Shrine. And you play these uh, characters, Unicatova, which is a uh, knight, a magic knight. And then you have uh, Hugo Fact, which is uh, a sorcerer. The two main, uh, These are two different classes. Uh, they've come down to try to locate the goddesses and um, find them and bring them back. Uh, as you go through, it all takes place in that one tower. Um, this is very uh, what I think what it really got it for me is that um, this is old school. Uh, the story is is similar to like a in like Super Nintendo. It's not a huge storytelling. It's like it's up front. You save the goddesses or, you know, you get to the ending. It's already pretty much set in stone because this takes place after Ease 1 and 2, which is kind of like leads up to this. This game takes place 700 years before Ease 1 and 2. Um as you go through, what really scratched it for me was that as you go through the tower, this plays like it doesn't play like a Diablo game, but it maybe plays like a cousin of a Diablo game hmm. where you um, and you I think you have Ease Origin for the Switch, if I remember correctly, uh, Richard. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can probably try it out. Uh, you go up this tower, different floors. Um, each one, uh, each character, uh, Unica is mostly uh, combat base. Uh, that's going to be your fighter one. Uh, she uses an axe. She doesn't have the ability to use magic. She was born without it. Uh, she can get magical artifacts, uh, which has uh, like wind, uh, electricity, and fire. That kind of helps her give those attributes, but those are are limited to a bar, and you can't spam them. You have to wait for that to kind of refill. So most of hers is going to be physical-based attacks. As you beat uh, different monsters at different floors, uh, they give you different loot. Um, each loot gives you the ability to level up different skills and skill points. Uh, as you get through the skill points, the skill points give you the abilities to... Um, get longer magic attacks, refill your magic bar quickly, uh, you know, different attributes in the game that you kind of save up to purchase those. Uh, but it's, it's, it's like I said, it's not like Diablo, but it's probably like a cousin of it, where you go through and you're just picking up, you're, you're killing monsters, you're picking up shit. The only monsters picking up shit is that whole the, the gameplay the clicks. It's, yeah, it clicks. You don't really get loot in there. You don't get like, oh, I get this piece of armor. Because those are hidden in treasure chests and they're static and, you know, they, they're always going to be there. But that, that satisfaction of beating monsters and just picking up skill points. Beating monsters, picking up skill points. And you, you get in that loop like, okay, 
it's old school like Diablo where you get it to a boss. So like say the first boss you have to be level ten. If you're anything under it, you're gonna get slaughtered. You have to be at level ten. I mean it's not like it's not like it's not like a, uh, a Dark Souls or Demon Souls where like okay, I can come under this underpowered if I play it a certain way I'm surviving. You get fucked. I mean you're gonna get tore up. You, you can't. You have to be at that level to progress. Yeah. If you if you don't, it's, it makes it way harder. I mean, I guess you could, but it's just going to make it way harder, and it's more frustrating at that point. So, like, as you go through, you know, each boss, it's usually in increments of 10, you know, 10, 20. I think the max level is 60 uh, as you go through the tower. So, as you go through the tower, you have these uh, deeming, uh, these people that came from outside of Ease that are trying to use these demons to get that black pearl. The pearl. Um, and to part uh, the ship, part of the crew. <laughs> To uh, use its uh, powers for the demonic essence, basically. So you have this guy called Dallas, who's got these uh, group of people under him, who's trying to get the Black Pearl. Uh, to he's like half demon to become a full fetched demon, basically. So uh, as you go through the tower, you run into like Unica's backstory, where her father stayed behind on the ease when they were all went to Solomon's Shrine. The guy who murdered her father's there. She finds her father's sword. She's able to talk to her father, and he left his parting words, like basically like uh, Ben Kenobi style. Uh, Star Wars is kind of comes up like a ghost and tells her like yeah da, 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 do this do that you know you know be the person you need to be type of words of encouragement and she loses her childhood friend like they all have these little structured things that happen in the story that kind of build them up like Hugo's uh, Hugo fact has what he called the eyes of fact he's magic base he's not you know where Unica is more of a um, like a fighter base he's more of a magic one where he shoots beams um, but he works better at a distance so you get close up you're gonna get you're gonna get messed up. Uh, he has a, uh, a brother, like a I think an older brother that's running around that's working with the demons in that tower, and he's trying to figure out why did he do that. So like you have that story going on, and then nice. uh, and it's uh, Tobol fact, and then Tobol, and what's weird is like Tobol's a third character you unlock after you beat it. You have to beat this game twice with both those characters, and you get Tobol, the, the final character. He's the one that's actually the fucking canon of the story. This is the real story that happens that leads into Ease two because Tobol is an Ease one and two. Uh, so you have to like kind of play his story for the third time to kind of like get the actual true story, because they kind of like tailor the stories a little bit to depending on the characters, and they're still good, but they're not canon. His is the canon one, because you find out that the goddesses use their powers to stop the, the demonic uh, essence of the tower. They lost their wings, they became turned to stone, and they get buried underground, and that's where Adol finds them in the first game. Mm. So he awakens them from the underground when he needs to get the access to the Black Pearl. And so the way that Ease 1 and 2 works is like, you know, back in the day when we had uh, Ease 1 was a master, you know, Ease 1 was a master system game. So Ease 1 and 2 is one game. They call it 1 and 2, but it's the same story. So it was like, it's continued in Ease 2. Right. Like once you, you beat Ease 1. So this is kind of like, these three games kind of like tell like the first trilogy from that series. So uh, that's it. Thank you for attending my long, long, long ass <laughs> TED Talk. Uh, about <sighs> video game week. Hour 45 minutes. Brand, bring us home. I'm sure I was an hour with that. I apologize. Uh, That's not well, a stretch. <laughs> well, um, I picked up my Vita um, yes. in order to just kind of have something to to play a couple games in between waiting for the family to get ready for us to go a couple places over the weekend. Uh, and the first thing I, I just picked up and played um, really some PS1 titles. Ooh. So of of course I, I booted up um, Crash Bandicoot and got through Hog Wild before it was time to go. That's uh, about time to finish. Yep. Uh, <laughs> right after that, <laughs> I love I love Hog It's it's probably my favorite level. Oh yeah. Um, 
once you uh, once you learn the layout of it it's got some bullshit parts to it oh it takes me like maybe if if i have them every now and then i'll have a misstep but usually it takes me one maybe two tries to get through the whole whole level because i've just i've played that so many damn times um and then the other one uh i didn't get to play too much of it i only played the first couple levels but after hearing uh, the Japan Studio news, I had to fire up uh, Ape Escape. Ah, so, awesome and, and, game. And, yeah, I got to play the first couple levels of that. And it just, how, how is the, uh, not to derail yours, Brand? I have original Ape Escape. How is the PSP one? I know it's lacking that second analog stick. Is it a playable build of that? Is it decent? You can, that's map, the, the, you can map the second analog stick. That, that's what I have. Um, that's what I'm using on my Vita, is I actually bought the... What is it? Ape, on, Ape Escape, Ape on the, Ape on the Loose. Is on the, the Loose, Vita, yeah. Or is the PSP version. Uh, but um, automatically on the Vita, it'll map it. Um, map oh, that nice. second analog stick. Nice. So, yeah. You press up and it'll automatically go to the you know the viewing mode and all that. So, it's it's pretty intuitive. Not playing with uh, the ball. Yeah. Because, yeah, <laughs> on, on the original PSP with the, just the one, it was a little awkward. Yeah, but via Vita, it's I mean, it's second nature. You don't even think about it. Um, and then we played. Yeah, we finished up uh, Super Mario 3D, like we said, and, and Bowser's Fury. Uh, after that, uh, you know, my son was like, well, what are we going to do next? What are we going to do? I'm like, you know what? I've actually I've got an idea. I think you're mature enough. And I think I think you can play this. It's very fitting that Cesar is wearing a uh, Uncharted three shirt because I started him on Uncharted Nathan Drake collection. Nice. Uh, it's that first time. <laughs> it's the it's the first one he. I mean, he's first time he's ever ever played uh, any of these games. Um, booted it up and he he was. I could tell he was kind of having uh, a little bit of trouble. With the controls and getting used to the the whole cover and shoot and all this, yeah. And so at, at one part he he kept dying a couple times. I said, oh, you know what? Just give me the controller real quick. Uh, watch me do this. And I mean, um, when I started, I was like, okay, hold up. I was like, I I pretty much can tell what the problem is. You know the the um, the the stick control for like the aiming. It was it was too tight. I had to, you know, boost up the sensitivity a little bit. And once I got it dialed, tightened up the graphics. Uh, once I uh, dialed in that the, the aiming and just kind of ran through and, and killed a couple, uh, cleared like a little area of the enemies, I handed him back the controller. He started playing and then he finally, it, it just clicked. And he started getting to the groove because it, it's, it's, he's like, yeah, what it, it works now. And he's like, I, I, I get it. Uh, that's awesome. And how does that got, hold up? Are you watching him play? Yeah, we're it sitting there, up, we're right? watching him. Oh, gosh, I, and there is. I had to warn him. Like, there is a little bit of a jank with the like the platforming and stuff like that. Sometimes it, it can be a little unforgiving. You play the uh, as you die. He's <laughs> 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 yeah, falling down. Nay. Um, but we got through. That's not how it went. Oh my gosh! Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> But we got through. I think he's in like chapter six or seven. So we've gone through. He, he you know, was he thinking Eddie? Uh, he he hasn't gotten to Eddie yet. No, Eddie. We got through the U boat and uh, you know, zombies. Yep, s- Sully getting shot, and then um, 
us running into Elena. And then we got to the part where we were flying in the plane and the plane got shot down. And now we're in the jungle and we just got back in the jungle. (laughs) We saw uh, where Elena had uh, Elena had landed. And so we're in that um, kind of the the ruins of that like city um, platforming and running away from the guys, you know, on the on the turret and stuff. Um, But he's he's seems to be enjoying that quite a bit so hopefully we can at least run through the first game and it, he, he might want to run through the second because i that love i'll be more excited for him to play the second one yeah it's it's between the second and the fourth are my favorites in that series two has <laughs> such a slow start though it's that i mean it does but it's such a good game yeah i you're that in was a long haul that was my first platinum on on uh ps3 was oh nice among thieves i played the hell out of that game. Um, a lot of blood is a lot of my blood. <laughs> and then, uh, other than that, I continued on Resident Evil 7. Um, Did you beat the game? Not yet. I'm Damn getting... it. <laughs> uh, That's what I wants to discuss. I'm, I'm holding back because, like, I don't know if Richard's ever going to play it. And I don't know, you know, listeners and everything. But it... When I, I got to the, the main hall in that house um, where there's the dog head puzzle and there's the shotgun service with, with the with the like uh, the trap room where if you remove the shotgun, it closes you in. Um, so I went ahead, uh, went upstairs and started exploring a little bit um, uh, ahead of myself went into the the bathroom uh and found one of the dog plug. heads pulled the plug and then <laughs> uh that that daddy. fucker that yeah. fucker that you you know ha- you thought might have been dead he's not dead and i was like I, I pretty much called this uh and then he starts following you around the house which is cool he's busting through walls and stuff i'm like oh god um but I had to outrun him. Um, made it back upstairs. You find that tape uh, that says Mia on it. You pop it in, and it uh, you play a little bit of the game as Mia, where you're running away from um, the creepy old lady. She's chasing you around this old uh, lake house kind of thing, um, and you're trying to outrun her. Uh, and then nice. the Damn it, Rich, that's a good-ass game. Man. It's it's so good. Hey, remember, y'all can always do a disclaimer, and I pull out headphones, and then you just both give me a thumbs up when you're tired no, of No, it's okay. I, I'm, no, I'm, I'm, talking trying... just, I'm talking about playing it. I'm not yeah. talking about it, just playing it. That's a good-ass game. It's, it's I'll really add it to good. my list. And, dude, the, I mean, the, the, the it's on, way it's on it just... It's like Game Pass. There's a way for you to play for free. Yeah. The way it just builds suspense and everything and keeps you on the edge, uh, it's, it's so damn good. The atmosphere good in that game, game is great. Um, so I'm after so you, it took me that long to beat it. After you watch that tape, um, gosh, I'm trying to remember what happens after that. Where did I go? It is a it, uh, is it a hard game? I no, I, I, I'm playing it. Difficult. I'm playing it on easy because you can choose easy, medium, hard. And I, I, I don't. I'm, I'm not proud. You know, I'm not. Uh, I'm, I'm not like. Well, I have to play it on yeah, normal. I, or I have to play it on hard. I'm like, right. I just want to play it. I want to experience it. It's a good game. Yeah. It's not. It's, yeah. I think it tells you under like Sester's playing it like a loser on easy mode or something like that. It yeah. tells you in the and as you're as you're playing the game, like 
blah 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 easy mode. It'll tell you out there. Like your friends, like, oh look, somebody can't play Resident Evil Seven Play as easy. I think, just, I, think I want to play it and story and, baby. Yeah, not. I, no, not I think it's funny because it's like for whatever reason they broadcast it on your PlayStation account when it does it. Yeah. It's like it tells you what version you're playing. I'm like, that's like funny. That. I thought I looked. I was like, yeah, that's, that's pretty interesting. Playing it like but, a loser. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, and while he's following you around, you can like shoot him in the head a little bit and get him down. But after a while, you'll hear him get back up and start walking around. You can hear him walking around the house. Mm. So you really got to be careful. At, at, at that point, Brent, and I don't want to go too much detail, but at that, that is really the most annoying part of the game as you because he is consistent. And mm-hmm. when you figure out, like, you have to, that first part of the house, it's like you said, and I you have to get those three plates mm-hmm. for the dog heads. And there's, you know, there are ones at, at different locations. They're all puzzle-based. Uh, I'm not going to say what they are because I think you're still working on them. No, I got it. Uh, you got them all? Yeah, because yeah. like one's in a grandfather clock and, you know, another mm-hmm. one's in the grandmother's room, I believe. And uh, and what was uh, what was the other one? At? I think it was one's, the one's in the tub. One's in the tub. One was after the first boss battle. And then the, yeah, and then the last one is um, you go and that's that's what happened. You go. Uh, to this other part of the house and you see the same like weird almost like decaying plant root crap it's it's like this weird gooey black veiny the, the mold they call them the mold, mold. yeah when you yeah. get the the the, the lore with the uh, little things out they call them mold creatures mold and as you're trying to walk through um this thing it comes alive and comes off the wall and so the next part of the game is you have to go into this basement section uh, and try and find the dissection room or the surgery room or something like this. Gross. And and this whole area is taken. That was bull. Th- yeah. It's you like- can kill them. They take like three, maybe four, four shots to the head, just depending. How do you feel about that old lady? She just keeps popping up, huh? Gosh. <laughs> And so and it's, it's funny because like she pops up and as you walk around the grandma room, she kind of like she, turns her head and looks at you. And I'm like, stop watching me. Let me yeah, do my thing. Head. Like, I don't like her at all sitting in that chair. She's uh, yeah. I'm she's sorry. Not how, how far did you get, man? You got past the first house. So, yeah, you so you you get that last dog head and daddy pops up again and you you have your uh, big encounter with him, uh, which is a pretty crazy fight. Uh, and maybe he's dead now. I, d- I mean, I don't know the rules, uh, of the game. <laughs> I thought he was dead the first time, but figured he'd pop back up and he did. So who knows? They, anything can happen. It's Resident Evil, baby. Uh, uh how many times Wesker supposedly died? Come on. I know, right? <laughs> uh, so I got the, all three heads, uh, got out of the main house. Um, I'm now in the yard, um, and then fig found out that, you have to go try uh, now to find this what they call the serum, and it's they they there's somebody that keeps calling you on the phone, and her name's Zoe, and she says both Mia and her have been infected with this um, this this thing that you know, and they need this serum that can cure them, and then they can escape. And remember the beginning of the game, she's like, "You yeah. didn't eat the food, did you?" And remember that's yeah. how they deal with the food. You didn't eat the food, did you? <laughs> like it, basically you get a happy fairy tale ending if you just get the serum but nobody knows where it is um which gives you a hint to go find the um 
I guess the mother, because it's this weird, creepy family that you're surrounded by. So I'm going, I, I got into this lake house. This lake house is infested with giant, crazy swarms of bugs. Um, just these mutant giant bugs. I'm going through, I've got what is, I guess, going to be a flamethrower, but it's missing a few pieces. Uh, and then I upgraded my capacity and got to that save room. So next, I guess I'm going to have to go around the house and, uh, probably find, uh, find mother and try and save Mia because that tape I was talking about earlier was, was the last time we saw Mia and she, uh, got, I guess, recaptured there. Yeah, uh, you enjoy this, Richard. Uh, all your upgrades are um, level three backpacks from uh, PUBG. Oh, nice. So every time you get a new inventory slot, you're like, oh, there's a backpack. Yeah, level three. Yeah, backpack. <laughs> now I can hold more stuff. It's better than me playing uh, Russian roulette with uh, I need a carry. Like, I had to go back and get the stupid spider key. I was like, or the crow key or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And I go all the way back down to the, the chest again and sit there and play, like, do I need the herb? To heal myself, or can I just make it into the other area? Right, you're sacrificing, like, ammo versus healing items. Yeah, that's only the BS stuff. Well done, yeah. Brent. You're, you are literally maybe an hour away from beating that area. Really? Uh, that game is broken into four main sections. You have, is that um, Cesar time or Michael time? Remember Michael time. <laughs> uh, those 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 sections are broken into four different parts of the uh, three different parts of the house, and then you have the ending game, which kind of huh. like uh, I won't go into details uh, about what it is because I'll let you get surprised as you go through it. Uh, that last part is like two sections, so but yeah, yeah, they, well done, sir. You probably got maybe you're about halfway through that game, a little bit over halfway. Wow, cool. Yeah, I'm having fun. I mean, as much as you can having a horror game. I mean, it's a special kind of fun. It's good, man. It's, it's really fucking good. I, I, I'm oh, like yeah. Richard. I, I got turned off in the beginning. It was like annoying, but... Should I play it not in VR? I got sick in VR. Should Don't I play, play it in VR. VR. No VR. VR. If you want to enjoy the story, you can knock it down to easy. Um, it, it will become less uh, Resident Evil Resident Evils. You'll have a uh, capacity to get more ammo. Because, uh, I mean, you have the you get more components to build more bullets. Um, you'll get the, the chemical fluids and the gunpowders. You can mix shit and uh, there seems to be ample amount of uh, healing herbs uh, yeah. floating around. Um, I do uh, recommend there's a narcotic or Sudafed, as I like to call it in there, that you take Sudafed. that, that uh, highlights items. I usually pop that, and that way I yeah, take a look I around the field. It's, called. It's, a, it's a psychotic thing or something like yeah. that. You have to mix it with a chemical bag with, with something else, but it, it highlights uh, all the items in the, your, your area where you can pick shit up that's lying around that's hidden. That's like, oh, I didn't know there's some bullshit over here. You know, you had to like kind of like the so, Batman investigative thing, basically. Kinda, and then, yeah, I, I usually pop those pills in the game in real life, and um, and then run around and <laughs> and I gotta clarify because people clip stuff and put it on an area. Yeah, so he pops pills. All right, um, your character does that, and he you basically have a short time period where you just got to run around and look for items, and that's when I just start gunning it for everything. So I don't want to keep talking. As Richard said, is um, it's Brent time, not Cesar time. Oh. That's it. I'm I'm good. That's games played. There we go. He's out. All right. Did any more news break as we were podcasting? I don't know Not that I saw together. Two hours in. Um, there's a message from LinkedIn asking me if I know somebody. That's what I get for opening up LinkedIn. Of course, never do that <laughs> again. Uh, thank you for joining us this week, and we will catch you next week. Bye. Adios. See you.